This is James. <laughs> That's a great way to introduce that test. <laughs> this is, this pause is, the game. Let me pause the game. Throw the switch. <laughs> yeah. I just I just put them on the table. What do you mean? Um, <laughs> it just made a weird noise. It was funny. Okay, I think we all talked enough. Everybody, to another episode of the Key Items Podcast, your local Southern Fried Podcast, right here in Georgia, the known now blue state of the South. Um, yes, we we have now flipped the script on our neighbors, and our we're now the black sheep or the blue sheep um, of everybody. Um, not going too much into the politics though, but that's it's just a fun thing to note. Um, we are your local Southern Fried Podcast here to give you all the geek news and discoveries. Not all of it. We are not journalists. We do not go around and find every nook and cranny. Um, I don't this, know about you. I go find every nook and cranny. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> this is um, this is our first episode outside of the Halloween. Um, specials that we did for October that came into our early November and so we're going to get back more on traditional track meaning we'll go back into our tournaments and doing more like more randomized less themed episodes um I may or may not do something Christmassy um it's too early for that I'm. <laughs> it's not too early to prepare. Um, it's not even Thanksgiving, bro. I'm just trying to. Somebody, tell you. somebody else I know was having that problem the other day. Somebody was like, linking Christmas songs, and they're like, "I'm going to commit a war crime if y'all keep linking <laughs> these Christmas songs before Thanksgiving." Welcome to America. That's how they roll. Um, yeah, I know, but um, I have been thinking of something to do. I may actually look into doing. Um, a lot of things for just different um, religious holidays around this time. Mm. Um, instead of just the whole Christmas thing. Um, like, yeah. I'll, I'll see I'll see what we can do. Well, anyway. I mean, if we're going to do that, we're going to have to hit the three Reyes first, okay? What's that? The three kings. Oh, yeah. No, okay. I never heard it. I've never heard it in that translation before. I know what you're talking about, though. As mm-hmm. I have celebrated with you guys before um, but, uh, it's like i've been i've been at the event many a time um so we do both in my house let me be clear yeah they do both because they can't sustain themselves from both being american and also trying to keep their mexican heritage pick okay. one arnold if i had to pick one i'm gonna pick los reyes okay i i'd actually I, I like it it's a little bit more quiet christmas is um I'm too used to American Christmases. I'm done with them. Um, but let us let's introduce the folks, shall we? Um, this time to my imaginary right, and not my actual physical one. It is your man, Dustin. 
Hey, everybody. And to my imaginary left, near my imaginary trash can, it's Arnold. hey This is a much quieter and smaller cast that you guys may remember from the last episode. We had a lot of people in that episode. Hopefully everyone enjoyed it. It was a pretty fun episode to record. But now that we're back, we're going to hit this up, shall we? Um... For this episode, we are actually going to be into our tournament arc. Um, nothing super spectacular, but we'll go through a little bit of the stuff that had happened in a tournament arc previously. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going. It's been a while since yeah. we had our tournament swords. It's going to be a little bit. It's our sword tournament arc. I'm going to ask Dustin while the episode is going to find our little chart list because I didn't save it <laughs> and send it to me in our chat if he doesn't mind. Um, and let's actually, while that's all happening, let's go into our next issue. Next issue, as you all know, is the news portion of our podcast, where we discuss all the things that have been happening in the nerd and geek world. I, as usual, am going to throw it at the biggest news one out of all of us. My news is very, very, I have one thing to talk about, and it's not even important news. It's not even like fully news. It's just stuff happening. Um, I'm going to throw it to Arnold. Let him take over. What's been happening? All right. Uh, so I guess we'll uh, we'll start with Ubisoft. Um, it's not really that. It's not well. It's bad either way. But someone made a f- uh, someone thought it'd be funny to uh, swat uh, <laughs> Ubisoft Montreal's office with the with a hostage situation. Apparently, so they were like evacuating people out. Unfortunately. Um, there was nothing of the sort there, but it's, and I don't know why people playing games like that. You know, that's that's even swatting someone is not funny. I don't know why people do that. Even if so, even if it's Ubisoft, it's still not appropriate. So someone's give me this correct, and I'm making sure I'm keeping up with the slang here. Swatting is when you call an official like policing authority onto an individual as a prank. Correct. Yes. Yeah, it's mm. specifically it's calling a situation that will merit like a not just an officer coming like like a him. like a team like a SWAT team yeah like a, yeah, yeah, like yeah. A, which is well, even more dangerous considering mm-hmm. they often like are expecting violence and danger yeah. like knock the door in one of the yeah like if you call a, a SWAT team they are geared up they are like ready to actually harm someone probably. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, even though it's it's it diminishes the the cause and reason behind attacking Ubisoft for what it's doing. Right. Like you do this, then Ubisoft's like, look, see, there are people out there that are harming us, even though we haven't done anything. Like stop reporting on what we do because you're putting other people in danger and stuff like that. And like, yeah, like, why would you swat somebody? Essentially, why would you make a false call to somebody harm somebody? So mad about 
Assassin's Creed Valhalla. They're <laughs> putting people's lives at risk for that stupid game. Now, to play devil's advocate here and to be kind of on the side of whoever did the call, not necessarily saying that I'm advocating for them to do this or other people to do this, but let's consider these things that, like, well, Ubisoft, you let rapists get away with stuff for years. You are bound to piss somebody off. Like, we've all seen the... um the Law and Order episode are the like crime movie where this innocent person is pushed to the brink because people let bad people do stuff. Yeah, and James and I, when this nose broke, like we were thought we thought at first maybe somebody had like snapped, and like mm. actually there was a hostage situation over some of the bad behavior on Ubisoft's part. Fortunately, that was not the case, and that no one was hurt. But still, it was seemed like a likelihood because of the problems with that company. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just like, if you are treating people in this way, it is going to, like, it's going to push someone to the limit. It's going to push someone to a point where they're becoming so angry, so disgruntled that they may do these things. And people always are like, well, they could have sought help or they could have did this. And it's like, first off, shut your privileged mouth before I like shove my foot into it. Um, it's, it's not always that simple and it's not always that easy for people. A lot of people who have come from privilege and have privilege think that you can just do something. And it's not that it's and, and I'm going to be slightly political here. It's like when people go, oh, why don't black people and minorities vote just with their hearts or something like that? It's like we don't get that because voting is survival right now. It's about living to see the next day as opposed to going, well, you know what I really would love? I would love if peppermint snacks were delivered to my door every Sunday afternoon. It's like, no. Like, just trying not to get a bullet in the skull is the first objective, people. Um, and you mean people can't just work, to where you work their way up by the <laughs> It's like, no, no. It's like, and you can even take the minority thing out of it. You look at people living in, like, trailer homes or, like, very dispoverished areas. It's like, if you come from a family of just that, you may not even know the resources that are available to you in that situation. It was like, it's, it's just people understand, have some empathy and understand the other side of the argument. And if you can't, just realize that makes you a bad person. And that's okay. Just, just be a bad person by yourself because you should be able to empathize with anyone that's hurting in these kind of areas. Um, and then coming back to the Ubisoft thing, yeah, when you push an employee, when you push a disgruntled worker or somebody to those limits, they are they are bound to break. Luckily, this situation didn't happen, but it should be an eye opener at this point. And the person that called could have still been that disgruntled employee. Like, mm -hmm. this is dumb. But yeah, go ahead, Arnold. Uh, okay, and uh, next bit, we have another data breach. Uh, Animal Jam, apparently. I don't even oh, yeah. know. Um, it's a weird name for a company. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird. Um, and let's wait. So hold on. Animal Jam's the child game. The company Wildworks, uh, Wildwork is it? I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, apparently, which is supposedly for a children's game, had a data breach for personal information for approximately forty-six million accounts. Jesus. So Christ. just like I talked about last time, people shouldn't really be saving. Well, to be fair, I. The, these hackers seem to be 
Um, well, actually, no, the same thing still applies. Don't save your shit online. Even, even if it's in um, some accounts, you know, just use a P.O. But if you can, if you have a P.O. box address, put that address instead of your real address, you know? Mm-hmm. That way people can't see where you fucking live. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going to need these people to... Uh, well, I don't know why hackers are fucking hacking into they a can. child's game. Because they like, can. Because they can. Like, that's the reason. When you have, like, people who purposely put innocent people in danger for no goal, reason, or cause, it's because they can. Like, either financially they can, they can profit by doing this and holding something at ransom, or just to show themselves that they have power. That's it. Pure and simple. Look at me. I got into their computer system. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, now, luckily, Wildworks has stated that, well, I mean, we will have to take their word for it, but none of the children's names were part of the breach. That's good. And only, and the building name and addresses were only apparently 0.0% of the stolen records. Mm-hmm. So, at least there's that bit. So, I guess, I mean, you know, I'm hopeful that none of the kids get. Yeah, nothing bad. I, I imagine there, the you know? bigger problem is going to be like, or the more immediate problem, the more likely problem to me, I would think, would be, oh, we have this information. We want one point five million dollars to not put it on the internet. Mm-hmm. That's what they usually do with a lot of these breaches. Is oh, we have your stuff. We're going to sell it. And what often happens is like, oh, we got the ransom. We're putting it up anyway because we're douchebag. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. That's all. They just want to do that. So yeah, that's at least my answer to your question, Arnold. <laughs> it makes me wonder if you pay a ra- if you got help from a federal agency to pay a ransom, could you like bug the money so that when it's spent, you're like, oh, there they are. Oh yeah, I'm mm. sure some people can do that. I um, mean, I'm pretty sure there's uh, there's bills that are. Uh... Yeah, there's marked bills. Like yeah, there's rob- marked bills. Each okay, bank r- has- random unrelated story. <laughs> if you rob a bank. <laughs> The bank will most likely give you bills that are marked so that when you spend them, you you implicate yourself in the robbery. Yeah, oh yeah, I believe it's like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in each, and a bank is usually marked. Yeah. Also, they use those crazy die packs so that when you open the bag of it, money, explodes. it explodes, and you're forever blue. Mm-hmm. It's like stuck <laughs> it's on. It's like you. how the Japanese police throw like that orange paint on you. <laughs> they just have you. Yeah, like, oh, look, that orange motherfucker running down the street. <laughs> Stay away from him. We'll be saying uh, that very soon. <laughs> we'll be saying that very soon. <laughs> we'll be saying that exact sentence very, very soon. And I cannot fucking wait. If you're too dense to get the joke we're implicating, we're talking about our former president. <laughs> Trump. Anyway, um, um, go ahead then, Arnold. Now, this one I'm excited for because it's happening here and not in some other countries. Okay. EA is facing another lawsuit connecting to loot boxes, but it's here and fucking California. So the file was suited and the uh, U.S. District Court of Northern California Plaintiffs Jason Zed, 
I can't pronounce that, Zajonk, Danielle Williams, and Pranko Lozano accused EA of using its patented dynamic difficulty adjustment, which for people who don't know what that is, it was a patent they made like a couple years ago where basically they would, if you played online, I believe how it worked was they would match you with people at a higher level than you and also had cosmetics yeah. and stuff that they paid for so that when you lost to them, you would be um, more inclined mm-hmm. to buy their surprise mechanics. Mm-hmm. So they and so, weaponized FOMO anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, much. yeah. That's all they and, did. And so, uh, to say in quotes, the plaintiffs say that EA uses this technology whose stated intention is to allow AI to adjust difficulty on the fly to keep players from becoming either too bored or frustrated with the challenge level of the game keep them playing longer to push players into purchasing more loot boxes and the form of player packs saying that it that it effectively makes even high stat players not play as well as they should basically they're saying EA the fact that this fucking thing exists means that you're just making money off of players to make money obviously not the oh we've just given them the choice to buy these packs you can get everything you want if you just play the game normally yeah yeah i i am surprised that they are still sticking to this gun of course they like are. i think what they're trying to do is what they wanted to do previously what happened with a lot of monetization in video games is that they they go real high and then it's kind of like when you bargain you never bargain for the price you want to pay. You bargain, you start off with the price that is way above that. So if you want to bargain for something for for $50, you ask for 100 and then you bring it down to 50 or close to 50 cuz then you can either make the exact amount that you want or more. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to gaming and monetization, the game companies at large tend to push these huge crazy things out there and then push it down slowly and lower so that the lower stuff becomes the norm and they can slowly climb their way up. There's that moment of like, well, I could have spent a thousand dollars, but I only had to spend $500. Right. And then by the time you're spending a thousand dollars, you don't realize it because you're like, well, they, they're not making me spend $2,000. You know, $2,000. Yeah, it's like, at least I'm not spending this much. It happens all the time with games. It's like why people think that the PS5 is reasonably priced. Because it's not like $600 now. Like, it should have never been $600 to begin with for a system. Um, People are easily pulled into that. Easily. I'm even easily pulled into it. Like, you 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 may not notice it sometimes. You just get into that mindset. Nowadays, if I look at a game, I go, oh, that game's $30 off the bat. That's not bad. And, and in all truth, that's not bad for a game anyway. But the fact that I'm used to $60 games, you know, mm-hmm. that they've become normal. That's why they're pushing for the $70 games. I mean, games. to be fair, wasn't weren't games more expensive? So, they're, like, we have, me and Dustin have talked about this several times. Games were expensive to begin with. But games have gotten easier to make and not mm-hmm. more difficult to make. <laughs> easier as in here's a hundred gigabytes. Easier to manufacture. Let me there you start. go. Yes, that's a thank you, Dustin. They're easier to manufacture. And as a matter of fact, a lot of video games have become digital. So when you buy 
a digital game for $60, you got to ask yourself, what the hell are you paying for? Because at least in the older days, you were literally buying a cartridge and cartridges were hefty little pieces of material. You know, yeah, you are paying for an actual toy. And that's what these things are, people. I hate to break your your fantasy that you're an adult. You're playing with a toy like that's what all these are. Video games are toys. They're great toys, but they are they are they are expensive and complicated Legos. And um, you are you are paying Especially if it's Minecraft. Anyway. Exactly, exactly. You're paying $60 for a fancy Lego. But then what happens when you're just paying for the color yellow on your Lego? No, what if you're playing for the hologram? Of the yeah, there you go. Thank you. You're paying for the hologram. You're paying for the thought of a Lego. Yeah. I just want to say a good a good, uh, a good, good metaphor that we used one time for gotcha games. Because as you all know, I play some gotcha games. So somebody said they, they were paying money for that for that waifu JPEG there. Yeah. And it's it's what you're doing when you buy a game digitally. And I'm hear me out, people who buy games digitally. This isn't a mark against you. All I'm saying is, is that if you are purchasing a game digitally and you're not buying the physical copy, and don't think if you buy the physical copy, you're somehow superior to them. Calm down, motherfucker. This isn't a comparison thing. Um, you have to, ask, have to ask yourself, why is it so expensive for you to be buying a Blu-ray? Essentially. Like, why are you breaking the bank to pay for a Blu-ray? Um, and I'll get more into this when I discuss my news, but me and Arnold had a discussion earlier this morning about um, purchasing an acquisition of older game titles and their usages and new stuff. So anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Go ahead, Arnold. I did, I did want to say, I did want to bring up the what uh, laws EAs are viol- um, violating from just... Um, from what this lawsuit is saying, mm-hmm. and the plaintiff saying that uh, EA's actions violate the California Consumer Legal Remedies Act, false advertising law, unfair competition law, and qualifying as unjust enrichment because EA undisclosed undisclosed use of difficulty adjustment mechanisms deprive gamers a <laughs> who purchase player packs of the benefit of their bargains because EA's difficulty adjustment mechanism. Rather than only stating stated the ranking of the gamer's ultimate team players and the gamer's relative skills dictates or at least higher highly influences the outcome of the match. Mm. Basically what they're saying it's basically what I said earlier where this uh this difficulty judgment, which was I'm assuming was made that EA said something else about it, kinda like how you know how Resident Evil that if you if you're not doing good, then we get weaker yeah yeah but if you're doing good that means get harder yeah I, i'm a, i'm assuming ea tried to pull that too but it's actually basically. the opposite yeah or basically it's if you're spending money the game gets easier right it's what a lot of systems do it checks uh, your your bank account and goes hmm not enough transactions with ea reckoning. And, and i want people to think about that and just think about how much money they've been spending lately on video games that there aren't new video games like, just take a pause in your life, and if you have a subscription to a video game of any sort, be it an MMO, be it a gotcha, be it um, be it any of the sports video games out there, just wonder, or if you play like League of Legends or something and you buy skins on the regular, I'm going to count that as a subscription. Um, like, 
<laughs> your skin subscription. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like a Hannibal Lecter, Hannibal Lecter meal plan. Um, <laughs> but um, um, like, yeah, just think about it. Ask yourself, like, what does that mean? What does that entail for you in gaming? And then think about when you gamed as a child. Like, how was gaming for you then? Was it this monetized? Did you think, outside of purchasing the game or the system, did you think about how much you were spending on the game, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just important to look into Speaking that. of spending, mm-hmm. uh, EA, apparently, this wasn't, um, I believe this wasn't, this was before, or, or this might have been the works before this lawsuit, but, lost, but EA is now going to launch a FIFA spending, spend tracking tool. So you can see how much time and money <laughs> you're spending on FIFA 21. <laughs> wow. Mm. Man, works. I wonder how that's going to work. Somebody's going to go, who spent $1,500 on FIFA? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm be honest. If, if people get that and they're going to look at it, they're going to, I think they're going to realize that, hey, Maybe I should stop playing this. So they calling the addiction line and be like, "Man, I have a problem." Yeah, yeah, it's it's problematic. It's problematic. At least I just I'm so tired of money being in video games outside of having you have purchased that game. Um, and let's be clear, it's not just EA. Oh yeah, God Activision no. is a piece of shit too. Ubisoft, but they're already shit. So what's this make them? Riot is getting up there. Riot is getting up there, but it still allows the core game to be. At least they let you. You are not locked out of content in Riot. Yeah, and the games are free. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. You're not locked out of content in Riot games. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know where I stand with MMOs. I'm still. I for I will forever feel weird about MMOs. Sometimes I'm like, it's it's. I understand the subscription. Sometimes I wish they were free to play. Sometimes I wish they were one time purchasing. I um, mean, aren't isn't there's some free to play MMOs out there? Right, uh, but free to play Wars two is a pretty good one. Guild Wars two now. is the best form of free to play MMO out there. The mm-hmm. reason it's the best is because I played Guild Wars two around the time it came out. Guild Wars mm-hmm. 2, and it's a good game. It's not the best MMO ever, but it's a good fucking game with original lore, which a lot of MMOs don't have. That's um, true. That tone story was pretty good. Like good, was, it was good, not pretty. But good. what I mean good. by original lore, I'm not just talking about the main story. I mean like the creatures and the characters. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like they're they're like plant people. You know, as much as I I think Final Fantasy 14 is a great game, like it has elves and giant people. Also, the necromancer were not like normal necromancers. Yeah, the necromancer. Oh, you mean skeletons? Look at my flesh golem. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> the classes in um in Guild Wars two are some of my favorite. Um, Fuck yeah, dude! The but, I don't know if you knew good. if you played Guild Wars two, Dustin. I played as a necromancer. I had a I had like a flesh golem that looked like a flying balloon that stole health for me. That's kind I'll, of terrifying. I'll be honest. I went so generic. I played a plant person who was a hunter. And <laughs> okay, but here's the deal though. When you're a when you're a hunter, you can get like certain animals as your your like your pet your pet. It's like a ranger class. Yeah. And so right. you can so of course, you know, 
I got a bear at first because why wouldn't I? And my bear was the shit. However, okay. <laughs> Before I got the bear, I would have fight. I fought in the water and I was like, whatever. I'll just fight without my, my, my pet in the water. So I'm fighting in the water after I get my bear. And I'm like, oh, man, there's a lot of enemies. And then one of them dies. And I'm like, what? And I turn and there's my bear swimming with me underwater, beating the <laughs> shit out of my oh, enemies. I mean, it's a bear. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I fucking forgot. I'm like, bears are mostly land animals. And so you, in a video game world, you're like, okay, they're not going to, like, you know, um, program this bear to go underwater with you and fight. No, <laughs> the bear fights underwater. I'm like, my fucking bear came down and beat the shit out of these bitches. <laughs> but it gets better. I like When I saw the bear was in the water, I was in my early 20s. I exploded anyway. I was like running around the apartment going, oh my god, my bear, guys. But then I got a pet shark. And I lost <laughs> my fucking mind. I was like <laughs> sending my shark to kill anything in the water. Um... But I went on a tangent talking about sharks and bears. Um, I like Guild Wars 2 because Guild Wars 2, ever, even when it first came out, there was no subscription service. You paid for the game, which yeah, I, think I think was $60. So. Yeah, you paid, no, I think it was like 40 it, Or maybe I bought it. It could be 40. 50, I bought it when it first came out, so I'm going to mm -hmm. highball it. Let's say I pay $60. Um, you make an account... And then you can play throughout the rest of that game for for free. You you paid for the game. That's that's the initial thing. And they kept servers going and updating. You didn't have to pay for more of that. And then the only time you ever had to pay for something new were the expansions. And, and like obviously they had the cosmetics and stuff. Yeah. Oh, every of them. But but even then, the cosmetics you can earn in that game for the most part. Yeah. Um, and it was a lot easier to overlay over your armor, unlike yes. fucking Final Fantasy. <laughs> Look, man, Final Fantasy fourteen overlay system's fucking hot garbage. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but Wars 2 made it so simple. Here's one item. You want it to look like that item? Okay, use this. Bam. Yeah, it is very simple. Um, it's fucking very Final Fantasy. You need all these gems. You need a class. What? Now I gotta fucking mine those gems or buy them. That why are they so fucking expensive? Why is the quest out of middle of fucking nowhere? <laughs> Oh my god! I didn't expect this. Um, well, I, I, when I when I got that fucking quest, I was so mad because there are issues in Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, I think the strength of Final Fantasy fourteen is the community, the overarching um, plot development, and some of the bosses and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But as far as accessibility on certain things and um, quality of life stuff. It has a lot to work on. When Guild Wars 2 had a lot of that stuff done out of the gate, um, I think the combat system is a lot better in Guild Wars 2 because it's, it's more... Yeah, a, it's more simplified. It's simplified, but it's more active. There's mm -hmm. a lot more movement. It's almost Korean MMO style. Um, and, like, yeah. So, anyway, I get to all that because Guild Wars 2 eventually went free to play. And... Now it's the same thing again. You just have to buy expansions if you want to. Nothing's locked out for people. And if you were a person who originally purchased the game, then you get a few like little like prestige things that come with it early. But that's about it. And I feel that if Guild Wars 2, a smaller company um, that doesn't have a lot of MMOs under its belt, can do it, I don't see why... Um, like. Final Fantasy and um, Star Wars, The Old Republic, 
Um, and, and other MMOs can't do it. Because the biggest argument that you can make is that they're keeping the service running and they're updating. But right. clearly mm-hmm. Guild Wars 2 is doing that as well. Um, and Guild Wars 2 has actually full voiced things for a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of NPCs that have flavor text actually talk. So. Like a lot of them have it. So there, it's more expensive if you think about it. But yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to oust one or the other. Just kind of like thinking about which one, like why why do MMOs do this? And mm-hmm. I've heard the arguments. Hell, I've made the arguments for why MMOs do it. But when you do break it down, you're like like you really do but earn enough like, money. It's sort of like wait, where did the money go? Right, like where where is the money going after the initial purchase of your game? You know, um, it would be more justified if they said you don't pay for the game, you pay for the subscription. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's kind of weird over time. But like, yeah, that's what I mean. But anyway, go ahead, Arnold. Yeah, sorry, I was. I'm sorry about that. No, I, we I, all I, went I, on I, a weird tangent. On now that now I'm thinking about like my fucking necromancer because I've made a really cool version of him where. I didn't use any of the golems. I used all the singets, which oh. were one of the cool, like one of the coolest one was I took all the debuffs from my friends and took it upon myself, and oh. then I could send it to an enemy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit was strong. Anyways, back on topic. Uh-huh. Um, so with the midst of you know, some you know, there's this uh, the small develop indie developer. I don't know if you heard them called uh, Respawn. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> kind of tiny, um, kind of tiny. They, yeah, they're t- kind of tiny. You know, they made some, some some sleeper hits out there. Um, they keep emphasizing. I'm pretty sure they're doing this just uh, not only to you know make them sound better, but also because some companies need to kind of do this. Uh, Respawn are out here trying to emphasize that crunch is a no go, and that they actually very heavily. Um, they have like a no crunch policy for people who don't know. The reason why Apex Legends is actually not as big as these other. What's the genre of Fortnite? What's the game? What's that genre game? Called? Arena, uh, battle royale. Yeah. Oh, yeah, battle royale. The reason why it doesn't have so many of those fucking battle pass and stuff, which it does, it does, but it doesn't have as many as those type of games. It's because respawn. Uh, does not. Push crunch. Hmm. Onto the developers. For huh. people who don't remember, it took almost a full year. I think it might have been six or eight months, but it took, after the game launched, it almost took like a year for the first like season pass to come out. It yeah, no, I didn't notice like, that. It didn't come out in one month or two months. It took almost a whole year, I, mean, I think. I, I, I might be wrong with that. Um, but it took like a long time for it to first come out. And then even after that, it still took... About the same amount of time to to launch the next one, mm. so gotta give some praise to respond for that. But obviously, they're trying to grab some attention because of what Red, you know, preceded Project Red's doing. Yeah, I I'll admit, like this is gonna maybe sound kind of weird, but I don't mind the company looking at scandal and being like, "Hmm, that's something we don't do." Let's yeah. remind people we don't do that. I don't mind it because while it's it. It can be perceived as jerky. It's like, well, the other company shouldn't be doing a horrible thing to begin with. Um, and so I'm like, yeah, I'm fine with that. Showboat that you're a, a good person because assholes showboat what they're doing all the time. So it's mm-hmm. like, 
showboat that you're a good person and that you're treating your employees well. You know, I'm a thing to be proud of, I guess. Yeah, I think that's fine. Go ahead, Arnold. Okay, and then my I think I have one. This might be my last bit. Uh, this is back to hold on. I don't have any dollars. Damn it. I was going to throw some money at the mic. You're going to throw some yeah, money at me. It's <laughs> oh. so about Apple and James Epic. Let me have some of that money anyway. Um, legal battle going on. Uh, apparently, Apple tried to claim some theft into the Epic case, but the judge has dismissed it even though Epic did the bad. So... So okay, hold so on. sorry. I'm trying. I'm, hold on, I'm trying to read. Yeah, I'm trying I, to... I did, this is like the last article I pulled up. Okay. Uh, Apple filed a countersuit back in September, following Epic's antitrust lawsuit a month before. The iPhone maker claimed Epic's uh, circumvention of its 30% fee violated the contract between them, but also accused Epic of theft and sought extra monetary damages beyond oh. these two claims. So basically, Apple's trying to say, "Hey, we lost money because Epic." did the thing, which they're technically not wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently Judge Yvonne Gonzalez Rogers, okay, they put their whole name out there, dismissed two of the Apple's claims, including theft, uh, at a hearing yesterday. Hold on. That was Wednesday. So on Tuesday. Uh, this high-stakes breach of contract and antitrust case, that's all in my view. So I'm pretty sure this lady... No, okay, no, Google, don't. Sorry. Mm. Fucking Google opened on my phone for some reason. Google's uh, like, hey, I want to get in on this conversation. I have no. You're a big company. You, you got to go away. <laughs> They're also doing their own. Uh, for people who have forgotten, Google, uh, I believe, is also having... No, and it wasn't Google. I think it was Microsoft, actually, who had the same issues with Apple, but they're taking it more quiet route than Epic. Which is usually a smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, sorry. Um, but basically, the, the, um, the judge is saying that that the con- like this is really just between them. That's all she can really talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Apple disagrees with it. But, um, but they're clear on maintaining that the fact that Epic Breach is the one that breached the contract. So hopefully we, this will end soon. Because I'm tired of seeing this shit. Yeah, it's getting old. I'm kind of tired of them showing me how much money they have to waste. Quite frankly. <laughs> Y'all want to throw some money away. Go right. Charity and donate some money. I just send it my way. Like, I yeah, can same, easily... <laughs> I can, out somewhere and just throw it out a window. I can easily waste that money for you. Like, <laughs> and give me a day in Target. <laughs> Like, I will fucking go nuts. Okay, hold on. There's a small one. I forgot. I was actually going to bring it up before the podcast. I want you guys to, uh-huh. uh, to, to see your view on it. So, apparently, there's this lady um, saying that the League of Legends character, Seraphine. Oh, I think I glazed over oh, Is yeah, based on her? Yeah, because, I saw that. Because this lady, her name is Stephanie was in a relationship with a Ryan employee last year. And I guess like if I found, I think these are like pictures from her Twitter, but like the, you know, the, the shots of Seraphine with her and her realistic cat. Yeah. yeah. Um, they have very 
a lot of them similar, have similarities to yeah. this actual real person, and the, and um. And now, obviously, she doesn't. She doesn't like this. Apparent. Well, obviously, it's not apparent. She doesn't like it because, like, it's kind of weird that they base a character off of her. Mm-hmm. And while obviously Riot is like denying that that hey, this is we just made her up. Um, apparently, there is like some not like hard concrete evidence, but like she has some evidence to to show that hey, like this person probably did in fact base Seraphine off of her. What is she asking for real fast? Sorry. She just, uh, I don't think she's been asking for anything. Okay. Um, She's just putting it out there how like, she doesn't like how Seraphine is kind of creepy. Yeah. How how, like Seraphine is basically based off her. I'm going to let Dustin say his piece and then I'll go into what you guys are talking about. Go ahead, Dustin. I feel like that I, I, people might look at that and go, oh, she's being egotistical, but I know people. Mm -hmm. There are some, People out there that would do that kind of thing. And not in a way of being spiteful, but because they just didn't get over the breakup. They're like, eh, let's do this also, thing. also humans forget that they imprint like motherfucking ducks. Like people don't yeah. people don't <laughs> understand <laughs> people don't understand this. And um what I mean by that is this is not a fault of people. This is not anything. When I see a person making their first D D character all the time, I'm usually very giggly and they think I'm laughing at them or making fun of them, but I'm not. Most you people you are laughing at them, James. Of course I am. I'm a jerk. I just think anything anyone makes is just a piece of shit. Which I know I make that sound like a joke, but on this podcast I do being very hypercritical. Oh, but I was going to say um, that when people make their first D and D character, this is something that you should understand from just a, a minor psychological background of just doing D and D and stuff. You you will almost certainly make a character that is based off you loosely or strongly in your first D&D character that you make. It is almost like 95, if not 99% certain. You will either make a character that's closer to you or the exact opposite of you. There will be no in-between. If you are a quiet, small person, you may make a giant, bulky human being that is loud and obnoxious. And if you are, you, but you may equally make a tiny, quiet thief that goes around and does things. Um, also, you will almost always make a character that has lesser inhibitions than you do in areas that you have inhibitions. So if you don't think stealing's okay, you make a fucking stealing motherfucker. If you think murder is not okay, you may murder everybody. If you like are kind of racist, you may make a super racist. Like you imprint, you place in yourself into these goals, or things around you into these goal into this story, because it's your first time doing something from a creative mindset and you're you're extracting from your environment and personal takes. You know, it's not necessarily a negative. It's you breaking out into your own role-playing style and finding yourself with that. I say all this to come back to Seraphine where this person could have unintentionally taken a person from their life and thought of them because it was a breakup. That is where their brain or their subconscious was centered the most at the time. Mm -hmm. It could also be creepy which is highly likely because it is Riot, that um, that they were intentionally making this character after this woman. Um, 
You know, I wonder too when the relationship was and if like at the time it was a kind of maybe slightly strange positive thing. And then like during development, but then it's like too far along to like pull the thing out and be like, so I don't want to make this character anymore because it's kind of sort of based on this person I was dating. Mm -hmm. It could have been. And if I'm honest with you, um, like that, that would be awkward to have to address. Be like, so you've made a lot of work progress on this character. Uh, why why did you change your mind on wanting to go forward with her? Well, um, it has uh, been noted that Seraphine is supposed to be um, Chinese and she does not look it. Like in any context of looking Chinese, she looks European. Like, why is that cat hyper realistic? I don't like that. That bothers well, me. Well, so that's what I, I was going like to say. They, I think like, they fucking photoshopped that cat in. Well, and that's what I was going to say. Seraphine, in and of herself, as a character and an idea, is creepy and weird anyway. So this coming out about this developer and their um, ex, like, is not surprising anymore because Seraphine is a weird amalgamation of everything you shouldn't be doing with a character. <laughs> So, so League of Legends, Todd. Just, just League of Legends. Yeah, just League of Legends, really. Um, yeah, it's not, problematic. I make fun of League of Legends too much, but there, there are some decisions that they make. Lately, game. when it's come to Seraphine, they've made really poor decisions. Um, and Seraphine will be known for that. Because she's not really that great of a character. She's not that exciting to play. I believe one of our guests last week said she's like Sona, but just not good. <laughs> right. She's Sona. She has, like, her skills are decent, but there's nothing I haven't seen in League before. And watching her character model and, like, everything else happen in I game. Just don't, I just don't like how she floats like Sona. That's what bothers me. Yeah, she does float exactly like Sona. Ex- yeah, except the difference is... is she's that, on a like, stage instead of there's she's a on a keyboard. Stage. And you know, Sona has that big ass dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> but it's basically kind of like that. The only like real difference, honestly, is her heel is the basically a big ass redemption. Yeah, yeah. But you got because you got to fucking wait for it to heal you. So if you're mid fight, boy oh boy, you better not fucking die before it happens. <laughs> she is not the greatest thing ever. Um, Riot, yeah, that whole thing was a fiasco. They didn't prepare for. It. Um, but yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, that's it for mm-hmm. my news. Um, Dustin, take it away. Okay, so um, I'm going to try to trim this because I know we've been getting on a lot of tangents today. So I will try to keep these kind of brief. Um, a couple of Gundam movies coming out in Japan have been delayed by COVID. Um, one of them was the Hathaway film, which is based around Bright Noah's son. It's a, it's like a late in the series thing. It's kind of interesting. I kind of want to see it, but it's been delayed till May um, in Japan. Uh, there's a weird anime music video using clips from Baki and Kengan Ashura that Netflix put together using a Stan Bush song and posted on their YouTube, and it's very strange. Like, mm. uh, it's very strange. Not that the music video is weird or anything. Not that the idea of it's weird. It's just strange. Well, it's actually the idea is weird. The Netflix like was like, hey, anim- AMVs, y'all like AMVs, right? Man. AMVs are so our generation, Dustin. I don't yeah. even know no kids that be sending me AMVs. I'd be like, y'all know AMVs? Remember when every AMV was just basically Dragon Ball Z with Linkin Park in the background? Yes, I was about to say that. 
It was just Lincoln Park and, and fucking. Then when we got a little older, it was Evanescence. With it was Bleach. it was Evanescence with Bleach and Naruto, um, yes. particularly um, um, what is the song? Bring me back to life um, with Bring Naruto. Me Bring me to life. Yeah, was like Naruto and Sasuke, and <laughs> I used to play that shit so much. Um, yeah, and there's an AMV actually out there I remember specifically that was like, um, whatchamacallit, like Broly with like Motorhead, um, the game, I think. And, yes. Um, so. My favorite Dragon Ball Z one was um, Trunks in um, Sickness. Um, yeah. The Sickness from Disturbed. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Crashing in on the AMV craze like 15 years later. 15 years later for like people who don't even care about AMVs. Yeah. Um, uh, that's funny. That's funny. Go ahead. Uh, but yeah. Um, so there's that. Uh, Crunchyroll has announced he's going to dubs for I'm Standing on a Million Lives, Tonkawa, Noblesse, and Jujutsu Kaisen. So those are coming soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're going to be doing some dubs in English, Spanish, Portuguese, French, and German. Uh, for all four of those. Nice. So, mm. Yep. Uh, Demon Slayer, Kumetsu no Yaiba, is now the seventh biggest film of 2020 because <laughs> Sonic is the biggest film of 2020. Just want to remind you all of that. And there's like nothing else coming out. Yep. The year <laughs> yeah, that... You know what? It's Sega's win. As much as I love Sonic, if you're letting Sonic be number one in anything, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> like... yep. Yeah, but um, let's see. Uh, Shonen Jump has two new manga. Um, one of them, which are revealed on for the 49th issue, um, one of them is called it's an architecture battle manga called Build King by the <laughs> by Mitsutoshi Shimabukuro, <laughs> who was the creator of Toriko. So that should be kind of interesting. Oh wow! Oh wow, that little humble person has come back into the foray. Uh, I'm kind of curious because the Torco creator seems like a he. He seemed like a guy who was over his head by the yes, end of the and he was very transparent about it. He was he like, was "Like, no, guys, I'm really far behind." Because this <laughs> makes me really hard. He's like making manga's hard. Putting manga in Shonen Jump is really hard. They yell at me, <laughs> and it's like. And I tell people this all the time, like making a manga is not just, I put it out, I dress it up, I send it out. Like there are overseers watching you and what you need to do. Like, mm-hmm. um, your editor's like, mm, this panel is slightly uneven. You have mm, to redraw it. Do it. Do it. Um, but yeah. Okay. I mean, the other one is not nearly as eye catching for me. Um, also, I'm just reading the description of this thing. Uh, it involves a sentient house. So, okay. Mm, ah, yes. Is it smart very, house? Wait, what? Very... No, no. What's that? What's that uh, animated uh, movie with the kids? Oh, um, what was it? Monster House? That one? <laughs> I'm thinking of Smart House from Disney. No, I'm thinking of the old man telling the kids to get off his lawn. Up. No. I think it's Monster House. I think is what it is. I don't called. know what the hell no Monster House is. It's that weird, like kind of. Oh, it's DreamWorks. I definitely probably don't. I hate DreamWorks movies. 
but, I like uh, DreamWorks yeah. cartoons, though. <laughs> I, am, I am glad, though, that uh, the tor- creator of Toriko is making another manga. I'm kind of—I'm not sure if it'll be good. Toriko He's like, cool. I liked Toriko. I liked Toriko. Oh yeah, um, I liked Toriko, but it just ended poorly. I like the concept of Toriko. I think Toriko had a lot of ambition and just couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to lie. Keep hearing Torkel. When you <laughs> like the fucking Pokemon. Torkel! Torkel Tor! Oh, boy. But okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. But yeah, uh, there's that. Um, Ghibli CG movie. Remember it? Earwig and the Witch? Yeah. Oh. It has a cast now. It's coming out on December the. I don't think Miyazaki is on that. I don't think he really is. Because I think, he, I think it's his son. Yeah, it has to be because Miyazaki is famous for not liking CG. So, yeah. um, and I'm with him. I don't. I. No one so far has made a good reason for why cg is good to me I'm, I'm not saying that you can't like cg that's not what i'm saying but i'm just saying like for me personally if you're trying to convince me to like cg it's yet to happen because i keep watching stuff with cgi in it and it's so abrasive it's so in your face and doesn't blend in well and it destroys certain art styles like ghibli art styles should almost i'm gonna be a purist here and be like it should just always be drawn like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of agree. Like it's okay to use technological assistance because yes. I know that does make the job easier. Yes, but the style I think looks better when it's. I don't you know, can... guys. That sounds pretty elitist to me. Oh, it is. <laughs> it, it it is the 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 key of being elitist is typically reminding that others of their lack of superiority. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> ah, I so you know what's really funny? I think when I think of an elite. I think of it in its most literal term, and that just someone who is above the other, not better, just above. And oh, really? I think of the blue monster, the blue alien from Halo. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> all <laughs> you <laughs> fucking <laughs> elites, get out of here! Are <laughs> 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 over there like the arbiter? But sadly, ninety-five percent of the time, an elite is someone that looks down on others and pushes them to a side. So that's why whenever Arnold makes a joke about me being elitist, I'm always like, "Yeah, I am." I've been I've been in anime and manga and video games for all my life. You kiddos don't know shit. Yeah, James Ashley can level one soul soul level one run Dark Souls. He actually beat the speedrun record with soul level one. Oh god, no. Let's not say that. Those are lies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, no no no. Um that's good. I read that news that you were talking about, Dustin. Yeah, it's I... actually going to be a TV thing, too. Like, it's going to show on TV. It's not going to be in a theater. Just... Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Studio Ghibli's been weird as of late. They've been doing a lot of CG. Um, and I'm not okay with it. But, you know, the sales figures will show. Like, if it's successful or not. So, yeah. Um. So, also, do you remember the Max? No. You don't remember the Max? It was like a, a uh, indie comic from like the image. It was an image comic actually from the nineties. Had a little animated series on MTV. Um, it's about a dude who actually it's about a homeless dude who has these. Um, it, it's a weird comic. He has like these. Um, oh my god! I do. I do know the Max. M A X X. Yeah. 
That one? Yeah. Uh, he apparently is um, the, the the creator of it is on Kickstarter with a little project involving a, a calendar, actually, because he's an indie artist, so he doesn't have the money to just toss stuff out. Yeah. And so he's trying to get some Kickstarter funds to create like a new ca- a calendar with new artwork and classic covers for like people who are interested in that. In that, mm, so that don't, don't like Epic Games here about it. I know, mm-hmm. right? Okay, okay. Um, one, uh, two last pieces of news. One is uh, apparently it's sold out so well. There's, okay, so this is a strange bit of news. Uh, you, uh, while we're talking about Image Comics, uh, you remember Savage Dragon, right? Yes. Um, there was a Biden and uh, Harris congratulatory cover after the election um, of Savage Dragon. <laughs> really? <laughs> Which is a weird, weird thing. But it sold out so well that they were doing a second Wow. It's mm. crazy. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Um, it's really, it's a weird looking cover. But, um, uh, one last thing is those of y'all who are just tired of it in 2020 can now buy a Metapod suit and just hole up in your house and be Metapod. Um, mm. It's cushioned. It's apparently designed to be able to sit in multiple positions. Um, so you can sit in it, you can lay down in it, you can lay on your back in it with your feet in the air. Um, it is for some reason, $333. What do you mean? That sounds like a great investment. Um, also <laughs> premium Bandai who makes the, um, did have to apologize. This is a joke, of course, that it does not actually use Harden. So just, just to be sure. <laughs> Bro, I'm about to spend my tax dollars on this. Oh my god! Um, you about to catch me at your house? <laughs> no, you know I'm not. I'm gonna kick you out. I'm gonna kick you the fuck out. Um, but all right then. Um, I'll just jump into my news real fast. There's not much to say. Um, quite literally. Um, well, I'll say one thing. There is a possible leak of a Metroid game on the Switch. Ooh. It's not Metroid Prime Four. It is a different game but it's also mm. a new metroid prime game so i mean a metroid game metroid i mean game. so it's it's a leak and it's a rumor so that's not much on it yet but it was interesting to just hear because leaks have been coming out a lot um and then finally just playstation 5 and xbox series x sales have been stupid because people don't know this retailers don't get a lot of systems from the creators this goes from all the big game companies not just nintendo not just sony not just microsoft all three of them do this um and they do this to create a form of scarcity that ups the fomo for buying it and because fomo has gotten so strong a lot of people have been scalping systems it's like selling it up to the maximum of like thirty two thousand dollars for a five hundred dollar toy um dollars for a PlayStation 5, you have too much money. If you pay... If you're trying to get the PlayStation 5 right now, you have nothing to worry about. Like, in life, you don't have anything to worry about. Like, you just don't. You just... You can't. You're just... During a COVID outbreak and shit's happening and people are losing jobs, you're just like, you know, I'm gonna pay $500 for a system that only has three games I want to play on it right now. And it's just like, okay, dog, do what you need to do. Um, but... But because um, a lot of the issues around it has been the release has been really poor. 
Um, a lot of people will try to place the PlayStation in their checkout boxes and carts on like Walmart's website and stuff like that. And they will like be out of the cart when they hit checkout. Um, Can I mention something else on this note? Yeah, go ahead. Did y'all hear that there was a thing on Target that it would notify purchase one? It said on the page, this box, um, or maybe it was Amazon. I think it was Target, though. It basically had a warning that the box would be clearly a PS5. Oh, so they wouldn't. So it wouldn't be a PS5 in the give box. Give your heads up that if nobody's there to to get it, it, it will be stolen because people will know what it is. Oh, oh wow. so when they ship it to your house, it's not covered in anything. Yeah, they're basically saying when it ships, just take care of it because oh, there's no God. protection of it. Oh no! Why the fuck are you shipping it? Like Don't that? ship it like that, y'all. Like, what's wrong with you? Because that's like, particularly if you're ordering something in college. Mm-hmm. And someone puts a PS5 outside your door. Do you know how disgusting Sony fans get when like their jerk off box is outside? I'm just kidding. I'm sound horrible. <laughs> uh, I'm just. I have been talking to a lot of Sony fans, and they get ravenous, man. Like I thought, Nintendo fans were bad. Like not me, but like in general, Nintendo fans. Oh are no, real. man, you're pretty, you're pretty shit. I'm pretty shit. I'm pretty bad, Arnold. I get, I get angry, and every time you go like Nintendo sucks, I go yeah, and I like kick you in the face, and you make a coin noise. No, you make that, you make that link. Um, but no, in in seriousness. I was talking with my um, friend Sheena the other day about the PS5, and she's actually a big Sony person, and she's been pissed off about the PS5. Not only the acquisition of the PS5 being bad, but she's been really upset about the um, the backwards compatibility and the lack thereof, and we had a big discussion about there's no reason for the PS5 not to be backwards compatible. And me and Arnold had a discussion about that this morning. About I asked Arnold, I was like, Arnold, can you tell me right now why the ps5 is not backwards compatible and arnold is a very smart person i know i don't say this all the time but he's a very smart person and arnold no, said, I, have, I have my head's not big arnold arnold sat there for a good long time and was like yeah i can't think of one because playstation <laughs> over all ever since playstation came out they've only used disc they're not nintendo who's used cartridges and disc and backwards and all that blah 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 bullshit but or they, tiny little GameCube CDs. Our tiny little GameCube CDs that look like they can fit in a Pringles bottle. Um, they have That's all, the real design of the bottles, by the way. So you can get your Pringles can and put all your GameCube. Yeah. and um, But like the PS, the PlayStation series has always been disc. And the PlayStation 5 can play CDs, I assume. I don't think it can't. And I know it can play DVDs and Blu-rays because we talk about it on this sure, Yeah, I'm pretty sure that motherfucker can play 4K Blu-ray. Yeah, and that thing can play... Uh, you know what? Even if it can't, I'm sure it can for an upgrade of $29.99. <laughs> and that's yeah, what I was going to say. the $500 version. That's what I was going to say to Arnold. The only reason they don't do this, and everyone craps on Nintendo for doing this, but they don't, like, that's again, that's why I say Sony fans are like ravenous blind people because it's like, they crap on Nintendo for the same thing. And I'm not saying Nintendo doesn't do it and it's okay. I'm just saying, hello, Sony does it too, is that they're going to make you pay for their backlog of video games. 
Um, mm-hmm. The only thing I give in Sony's favor is that at least they make it available. Come on, Nintendo. Come, come on. You have the greatest video game library out of any of these companies. Like, no one can debate that. You can be a Sony fan. You can be a Microsoft fan. Play, no, Nintendo has the greatest backlog library of all time. If, if they were... Of all motherfucking time, I don't care. No one, everyone, you want to say anything you want, shut your mouth. Shut, shut up and go home. You're wrong. All I can think uh, of when you said that the way, that way was, was Kanye. Oh. <laughs> um, but, like, that that's the big thing is that, like, she's been really upset about the backwards compatibility. And it's a genuine reason to be upset because they're, they're, they don't have enough systems. They're making people pay for games, a, a console during a pandemic. Um, cause I know a lot of game outlets have been like, Oh man, it seems like Nintendo doesn't have a lot of games right now. I was like, mm, maybe Nintendo is just thinking about, I don't know. It's a fucking pandemic. Um, um, but like, you know, they've been releasing this. It's like, just make your system backwards compatible. Just do it. Just, people would love you for it. I would love you for it. It'd be great. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's just more of an update on the PS5 Xbox Series news and stuff. It's been ridiculous. Um, people need to calm down. There there will be PlayStations people later on. Like, unless you're a game reviewer, like your job is game reviewing, just buy your fucking PlayStation 5 in March. Chill. So I wonder how long it'll be, by the way, before someone makes a, a fake PlayStation 5 box to see who steals it and, like, traps it like they have before. Oh... Like, you, you all remember a few years ago, I think, when the uh, had someone kept stealing their packages. Yes, I heard, yeah. They rigged up the poop bomb, basically. They wouldn't oh. open it up. And, oh. They put dog, dog poop on Oh, fecal dog. matter. Um, <laughs> oh. Well, you know, don't steal people's stuff. Don't steal people's stuff. But, um, but yeah, that's my news. Um, anyway. Let's see what everyone's been up to. Let's hop into some patch notes. So I apologize if y'all can hear that rattling. My cord got in a weird place and I was standing on it. When I moved my foot, it like rattled. That's fine. I'm just going to have to edit this part real weird. Because <laughs> you said it right after I said patch notes. <laughs> There's going to be a microscopic window of dead silence I'm going to have to find. <laughs> um, oh, uh, well, again, sorry. So you can close the gap. Just like move the audio. Oh, yeah. No, I know. I just, I'm, I'm joking. I'm sorry. I didn't hear it the last like five seconds i don't know what tab it was a tab started blasting loud as fuck music oh i should mention to everyone because of how i have the recording up you will have heard earlier in the podcast my steam video open up really loudly i apologize <laughs> i was looking at Rapa going on sale on steam i'm not going to buy it so it was a worthless look but um i was interested because I've, I I like the idea of Danganronpa, but I think it's more appealing to like high schoolers and younger people. I've been through the edgy everyone dies thing. Oh, um, so that's why you said it to me. Mm. Did I? Did I send Danganronpa to you? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, like did I? Also, on that note, if anybody's interested in fighting games, there's a huge sale. Yes. Right now. I'm thinking of buying them fighting her- herds. Oh, um, is that on there? <laughs> yeah. 
I'm thinking I may about actually it. pick up the old Guilty Gear, the one that got the new netcode, because mm. it's like three dollars. Mm. I've been looking. There's a couple of fighters on there I may or may not pick up. Um, but like, yeah, I definitely may pick up them fighting herds. Um, but yeah, um, let us talk about what we've been up to. Arnold, you want to go into what you've been doing? Uh, sure. I haven't. Unfortunately, uh, did I, did I talk about it in the last episode what is- about why my fucking about the my XCOM issue? You mm-hmm. talked about it a little bit. You talked so for the. Yeah. yeah, so for those um for those people who don't know, um uh or maybe like I didn't really clarify it in the last episode. I I got XCOM two for sale for like right. and I was trying to download it. Or like, you know, you get you install the game and then like as a download because you know, there's probably a whole bunch of patches that came out. But for some reason every time I downloaded the whole like all the information and I try to run the game, it would corrupt automatically. And so I went through this fiasco of, okay, I got to wait for it to check for the correct data. It's going to take like fucking five, ten minutes. Okay, it found it. It deleted it. I got to re-download it. And I did that three times. And I looked up online on like Nintendo's official, like, you know, you type in and like um, in their search bar what number the error code is. Right. And I find that it, it apparently it's most likely my SD card that's in my Switch. That's the problem. So I had to buy a new SD card because I've tried everything else aside from reformatting it. But if I reformat it, all of my information there is going to be deleted. And I didn't want to do that. So I had, so I made a, so I bought um, a new micro SD card just to see if it works. It works now, but now I got to fucking re-download all that shit. So the only games... That, that I didn't save the information on there that I've been able to play is XCOM 2, obviously. Um, and Darkest Dungeons. So, unfortunately, those are the only two games I've been able to play because I haven't had a lot of time to, like, update the Switch, basically. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I'm currently playing XCOM 2 again. I gotta say, I was, I was telling James this about um, the, earlier in the day, but because of my play, how Darkest Dungeons made me play... I'm the type of player who likes to not throw his units out the window like like trash. You don't want to just be like, yeet. Yeah, I'm like I'm the kind of person <laughs> who inches across the battlefield in XCOM 2. I, I, I'm the person who's like, why did this fucking take you 30 rounds? I didn't lose a unit, did I? That's how I play Fire Emblem Three Houses. But now, because of Darkest... Like, and I can't say, like... I try to play safe in Darkest Dungeons. But in Darkest Dungeons, you gotta make risks... To get further in the game, that's just something you have to do no matter what. Mm-hmm. You cannot play careful because mm-hmm. you don't know what's in the dungeon. And now, because of that mentality I've been getting from that game, I almost lost like three units in like the third mission of the game, and I'm not crying over anything. <laughs> yeah, you you usually can't YOLO, XCOM, <laughs> XCOM. I mean, you actually kind of can. It's just that it takes forever to, like... That's what I mean. You can YOLO if you want to, and it's funny in the moment, but the game makes you pay for it. It's like, mm-hmm. XCOM is like a hangover. You're, like, laughing the day before, and you're like, ah, drinks! And then the next day, you, like, wake up, and you're like, oh, my God, drinks. Um, <laughs> well, I think it's I think it's actually a good, for, good thing for me, though, because I just... A 30-round mission should not exist. 
Yeah, I've never and, taken and like, 30 rounds to beat anything. I mean, I'm, I think I'm being excessive with that number, but I'm just saying, like, I, I take, I've taken some long rounds to complete one mission, but because of Darkest Engines, I'm kind of like, okay, I can take this risk. I'm not worried. Yeah, when I play Fire Emblem, I'm weird. Like, there's a point where I get so powerful that I'm holding back like a darn anime villain. I'm like, <laughs> I was gonna say that you were being like, let me show you my final form. Yeah, I'm like, I'll like hold strongest unit, and then I'll send like a weak unit to go obliterate their strong units. You are <laughs> not even worthy of fighting my strongest unit. Exactly. I will like legit hold back because I'm like, if I send my strong unit, they'll kill all of you. Like, within the round. Because the AI is set up to go usually to the nearest target, unless there's a weaker target nearby, and then they'll go towards that one. But if you have a strong target, and it's the only target for, like, equivalency of miles around them, they're just going to go to that target. But then I'll have, like, Hilda, like, be nuking people. Like, with a hatchet. Hilda's nuking, like, full tank people. She's like, yeah! And I'm like, y'all, stop going to Hilda. She's on the dragon. Like... (laughs) don't do that but yeah no i get what you mean i get what you mean arnold mm. yeah well, um, i mean aside from that i've i've been slowly dipping uh more of my toes into the league pool oh really um i'm i'm trying i'm starting to enjoy the game again but like thanks to this new fucking patch release I might not, you know, I might leave the game again. Oh, you're talking about the items? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I was going to say, yeah, let's talk about that because I've actually been playing League myself. So, go ahead. Well, I think so far no one knows what the fuck they're doing. So, that's why I'm still able to play it. But, like, (laughs) Riot has had to make a hotfix in, like, one day. Yeah. Yeah. Because of how stupid some of the items are. Those items. Go ahead. Sorry. No. So... For people who don't play League of Legends, before this patch, you can buy whatever the fuck you want. Um, you can buy whatever you want, aside from like one, like you can't have two pairs of boots. Mm-hmm. But now I'm Riot have made some, I like have made a list of what category each item is in. So now there's like common, there's epic, there's legendary, and there's mythic. Myth- you can only have one mythic item, and mythic items are like. Mythic items are a are a fed champion boost of power. That's mm-hmm. what they are. Mythic items are not the strongest item in your champion's build. They are not your champion being fed. When you finish a mythic item, it is the equivalency of having a fed champion fuse with yours. They are dumb powerful. And it's not just like the stats on it alone are good. It's the passive that they give. Yes. Some of them, um, and when you buy legendary items, actually give those legendary items extra benefits. Like um, for like assassins, if you buy like the dusk one, now every item you buy that's legendary gives you more ability haste, which is basically cooldown. They changed the name from cooldown to ability haste. Which is the worst form thing you can ever do for a 10-year game just keep cooldown mm-hmm. everyone in video games knows what a fucking cooldown is ability um, they did haste? yeah they did give it like diminishing returns because it takes like 70 ability haste to reach basically 40 cooldown mm-hmm. but riot has made ability haste on cat yep so before you could only have 40 
up to 45 if you had that rune from the creative branch. Um, but, like, yeah, you had to sacrifice the second branch to get that shit. So it wasn't really worth it. Now, you could have up to any number of ability haste. I've gotten to 88 ability haste. So... So for so for people who don't play League and uh, may not play certain games like this, I'll break it down even further just to say, tell you how strong these weapons are. They have a weapon known as the Kraken something. It's an AD ability. It's an attack damage, physical damage. Yes, AD carry weapon. Um, and it will let you every third auto attack. I just want to clarify this. This is just you clicking on the enemy, everybody. Every third auto attack, you do true damage. So... What is and true that's damage? Not even... oh. so did they break Master Yi again? Anyway, go ahead. So Master Yi is still broken. But um, so what that means essentially is, is if, if you are playing League of Legends and you are going against a really tanky character and they may have tank like physical damage resistance or HP. True damage is an ability that allows you to f- do your full damage to the enemy, ignoring all of their resistances. So... If every third auto attack on a really strong physical damaging champion is hitting a tank that has a, they they attack really fast, which usually happens in this game, your tank is a, basically getting destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, it is without getting into more of the items and stuff like that. Arnold is right. The items right now in League of Legends are bonkers. They are. Nuts. One, first off, they changed the entire physical layout of the of how they look. So some, if you're used to playing the game, you're kind of like sitting in the, the fountain. That's where you start the game off. Um, you're sitting in fountain, like kind of like looking at the stuff going like, where's the shoes? Where's the dagger? Oh, that's the dagger. That's the dagger. Okay, now I know now. It, like, it feels like you've went into the store and they just completely remodeled. And they- yes. Yeah, the yes. section is in the back, and now the- uh-huh. has a new UI basically. Yeah, so I've been playing League of Legends two a little bit, not with Arnold. I've been playing with my little brother. Um, we play like one match um, a, a day because League is poisonous. Um, but he's wanted to play with me, and so we've been playing. And like, yeah, they introduced new items, um, and I have never been more lost in that game since those new items came. You know, I've also you know also it's kind of boring how they made all the tank items because they all have sunfire cape basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm this s- shows how creative it is to be a tank. It shows how many fucking things Riot is trying to juggle at once, and they need to stop. They need to. You need to fixate on something a little bit when you're in game development. Stop giving people three thousand motherfucking options. Like less is more. Um. So yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. League of Legends. Um, anything else you've been up to? Or not? I'm sorry. Just I'm just thinking of a game I had played where they that they added like real quick. They added two items that like does even for AP champions that does uh, maximum health damage. So I had a Brad who bought both those items. Wow. Brand already does percentage based damage. And there's two items that do it now. That motherfucker turned Maokai into Swiss cheese. That's disgusting. It took him like three seconds to get him half HP. That's My how friend Sheena loves playing Brand, so she'll be happy. They also got rid of Adaptive Helm. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, settle down there, Tiger. Oh, I know you're fine. I'm just like... <laughs> you, um, you think about it, it's gonna, the toxic's going to seep into you. 
But uh, that's it. That, that's really it for me. Unfortunately, I haven't ever played, like I said, any of my other games because of this fucking XCOM 2. Not that it's a bad game, but f- fucking whoever, the, whoever ported this fucking game did a bad job. <laughs> yeah, the port was pretty bad. Um, but all right, Dustin, what have you been up to? Um, so I have not really had a chance to play much this week except for um, the big thing I've been playing is actually Fate Grand Order, which is the gotcha game, <laughs> because I'm trying to get to a certain point in the story of that game before a certain event drops so that I could actually like participate in the event and get a certain character for free. And so, um, yeah, so I've been doing that. The story is actually, I do enjoy the story on that game. Um, it has a weird phenomenon. I was telling James about this the other day where like the current, the way that story is set up is basically each singularity is like a different place and all the cast is different except for like your main characters who are at like Shaldea which is the uh, the like headquarters from where they're going. They're sending out these missions to like fix the timeline, um, and the it's weird sometimes in how some of the settings have really like lame story, but the characters are fun. <laughs> like the character interactions are great, and I enjoy how the talk to each other and the personalities of the characters. But I'm like, this plot's stupid. The characters are fun, but the plot's stupid. <laughs> that is actually something i'll be saying in just a moment um, um yeah but um uh kaiju number eight i actually forgot to read it last week so i read two chapters this week it's heating up a little bit got some got some intrigue in it um, i won't say why in case anybody wants to read it but i, I, I still read, recommend it i haven't read a manga in weeks um, yeah i actually on that note this is not really something i read or watched this week but i had this thought as i was like is as shonen jump chapters dropped the other day i was like man like there's it's strange like at one point i remember being really hyped for like the weekly chapters of stuff mm-hmm. i think back in the days when certain series were running that i was really like curious to see what happened next mm-hmm. nowadays i'm like there's some things i'm interested in seeing like one piece for instance mm-hmm. um I, I read several series each week, like Chainsaw Man, which is still a good series. It's very weird, very weird. Now. But um, uh, an undead unluck is fine. Um, but a lot of them, it feels like a lot. There's a lot of what I would call B tier series right now that I read, mm-hmm. where I'm not like super hype about new chapters. But I'm not like I don't turn them down when they come out. I still read them, mm-hmm. um, and I enjoy them. But I'm not like man, I can't read to re- wait to read that next chapter of X series. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same. I even One Piece. I've been kind of like I just don't feel like reading manga right now. Uh, but I very I go through things like this though. Like I when after I finish Xenoblade, whenever I finish something really big that took a lot out of me, um, I will revert to stopping doing one thing and then I'll go to another thing to kind of re remap myself. Um, and it's really helpful when it comes to being like a nerd that's into a lot of things, not just like one thing like JRPGs or just anime. Like it helps because then that way you can spend a lot of time in something else. So, yeah, I know what you mean. I, I really do need to catch up on some chapters. Um, but cool. Um, if Dustin has nothing else, I'll go into mine. Um, I have been playing Star Wars The Old Republic. It is currently a free-to-play mmorpg 
that I've played off and on once in a while. It's made by Bioware, so it's story heavy rich. And it's single player story heavy rich, rich which is the key part for me. I don't got to play with people. Um, and it's free. Um, so it's nice. I have been playing my little Lady Jedi. I mean, not sorry, Lady Sith. Um, my last file, I was level 45 and I stopped playing, which sucks because I would like to have gone back to her file, but I don't remember what the hell I was doing. So I just am going to start over. And luckily the story is... It's fine enough. It's been long enough for me to play. It's a good game. It's free to play. I've just been doing it in my lazy time if I'm not playing something else. I played Cosmic Heroine, um, which is a video game on... Of what I'm playing it on the Switch, but I think it's available on the PC as well. It's an old-school-looking JRPG modeled after Chrono Trigger. It is about literally a woman hero who works actually for like an agency. Uh, it was really it's really different like you work for like an, an organization already um huh. and you go out on the missions the combat's pretty good i'm playing on the hard difficulty and it's pretty neat it's pretty innovative for what it is um the characters seem to be pretty decently written and i like kind of the the sprite art and the the um, pictures of the characters i really want to take some time to get into it the main <laughs> character um good um the main character has a really cool personality. I don't know how I feel about the white hair on her, but um, she's an established person already in the organization, um, and she's a neat character. It's a, it's a good game so far. I need to just settle down and play some more of it. Um, the rest of the stuff has been stuff I've been watching. Um, I watched an episode of Akudama Drive, which is an anime that has been out for a little bit that is actually made by the people who made Danganronpa. Um, at least the artwork for the people who did Danganronpa. It is basically just Danganronpa in an anime. It's about people who are referred to um, Akudama, which basically I think boils down to like um, different forms of like um, criminals. And... Mm-hmm. It is very generic boilerplate. It looks it looks pretty. It's easy to get distracted by Akudama Drive. It's very pretty looking. It's very um um cute. There's a, a there's a nurse. Guess what? She's not wearing a lot of clothes. Um there's a dude with dreads. Guess what? He punches a lot of people. The main character has the motorcycle and he's really stoic. Um, there's a computer genius who's a little bit arrogant, and then there's a guy who's a murderer who who seems really happy-go-lucky. Um, and guess what? The main character is just a normal human being. They got wrapped up in all of this. Um, very, very, very generic. Um, it's not bad, though. I know that all sounds bad. I don't <laughs> enjoy it, but it's not bad. Like, if you just want some generic anime bullshit that looks decent, it's the artwork is pretty good. It has CG in it. Um, of course it does. But the, the the standard artwork, the drawings and stuff of the characters are nice. It has that Danganronpa feel. Um, I may watch a few more episodes, but I was pretty okay after having looked at it. They like I watched okay, the one episode. Huh? They're like, okay, I've watched this now. Yeah, and like they like the whole concept is that they're gonna have to do something because they got bombs strapped into their necks, and it was like, oh yeah, okay. Didn't that reminded me of uh, what was it, Tokyo? Uh, no, what was it called? Uh, that sounds like Suicide Squad. 
Yeah, there's that. But there was some anime that everybody was in a prison. And they reminds me of that. Though, um, um, Wonderland is something Wonderland. Yeah, hold on, I have to figure this thing. I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dead Man's Wonderland. Yes, it's exactly like Dead Man's Wonderland, which everyone thought was the highbrow of anime, and no one's talked about it since. And I was like, I told everyone that it wasn't good to begin with. They're like, you're just hating, and now look at us now. Oh, anyway, um. It, it's, we're looking at it now, not even able to remember the name. Exactly, it's it's fine. It's not. It's inoffensive, and it's nice and shiny. And if you really like anime, you can sit down at the TV like a kitty cat and watch it. It's fine. Um, now for me, my new distraction. Well, I'll I'll yeah, I go to my new distraction. Then I go to the final thing I've been doing. My new distraction of a cartoon is I've been watching superhero girls. Which is a Lauren Faust cartoon. And for those of you who don't know who that is, she made My Little Pony. Um, I like My Little Pony. And this is basically, I, me and my girlfriend have been watching it. And it's basically My Little Pony, but DC superheroes. And, beca- and I, I make this joke because Batgirl is, of course, voiced by Tara Strong, who is also the voice of Twilight Sparkle. And um, she's purple. She has, she has the purple Batgirl outfit this time. And so she's basically like, human twilight sparkle um it's really good it's really really good like well-written characters it is clearly like a very like children's comedy show um and it's about bat batgirl going to school in metropolis and she makes friends with wonder woman the um jessica the green lantern from prime uh, earth prime and um bumblebee and uh did i get every oh and zatanna um i think i got everybody yeah i got everyone because i said supergirl when the funny thing about supergirl supergirl looks like power girl they like which they are technically the same person but like she's supergirl though and, and it really throws me off because she looks like power girl like she's very stocky and very strong um it's good. It's really funny. If you know lore, there's one scene where Batgirl is on her tablet talking to Harley Quinn, saying how she missed doing stuff with Harley Quinn, like catching her and stuff. And it's funny because Harley Quinn is voiced by Tara Strong, and Tara Strong also voices Batgirl. So it's Tara Strong talking to herself. Um, you know, what happens when you're a very accomplished voice actor is that you sometimes get to talk to yourself. Yeah. And Tara Strong is easily having the time of her life in this show. There's a scene where they have Harley Quinn laugh for like 10 seconds. And you can tell like Tara Strong is actually like enjoying the laughing. Like she's just cracking up and you're like, she's loving this. The stories are very, you know, they're cut and dry. Every episode is like 10 to 12 minutes. Um, There's a lot of episodes, which I'm happy. It's a good show. Um, it is for those of you who are heterosexual males who are easily damaged via your egos. Um, be warned, there's girl power in it, and you may be upset that it's not boy power. Um, <laughs> that comes out really insultingly, and it should. Um, but it's it's really it's really good. It's really funny. Um, there's a scene where and Power Girl is supposed to be the like street girl that like she no one really understands her and stuff like that but yeah she's buttercup and she actually really loves bunnies and there's a scene where she's like petting bunnies which is hilarious um zatanna is basically rarity for my little pony i love zatanna in this bumblebee 
this is a big deal for me. And maybe not other people who are also part of my demographic group, but for me, it's a big deal. Bumblebee, as people know, um, is black in most DC renditions of her. Um, This is the first time, well, not the first time, one of the few times DC in any other show has had a black character that she has felt like a genuine person and not just Miss Sassy Black Girl. They make her a quiet little nerd that it has a lot of self-esteem issues and is extremely smart, which you don't get a lot of black characters in that archetype. And she's done perfectly. One, her voice actress is a fucking genius. I didn't even know this, but she's Allura from Voltron. She does the same. She's the same voice actress who does Allura from Voltron. Um, and you cannot tell. You cannot tell at all. She has range out the wazoo. Um, um, so does Gray. Gray is the voice of Azula from After Our Last Ever She's um, Wonder Woman in this one. It's good. It has that Lauren Faust charm. The animation is great. It's funny. I'm dying. Um, Jessica, the Green Lantern, is hilarious because she's all about like peacekeeping, uh, which works out because, you know, she's green. Um, and Hal Jordan's in it at one point. He's hilarious because he's just a cocky douchebag. Um the Flash is in it. It's it's good. It's good. If you're looking for deep narrative, go elsewhere. Um, this is a comedy show, clearly um, for kids, and it's good. Um, finally, last thing I've been up to, I'll briefly jump into it. I have finished Shira, um, the Princess of Power, mm. and um, summary of all of it all around, good show, good cartoon. Children should watch this show. I talked with a friend of mine, um, young kid, um, he loves this show. It's one of his favorite shows. Um, and we discussed it because he he shat on Voltron while we were talking. I was like, okay, so you you want to do that. So let's let's I'm gonna watch it and compare them both, and I'm gonna come to you with notes. And he was actually kind of worried about my thoughts at first. <laughs> um, because people like to talk shit at me until I get into analytical mode and they're like, Oh fuck, I woke the dragon. Um I was I wrote my notes down and I wrote down positives and negatives because this show has a lot of negatives for me. However, it has strong positives that make the show good and I recommend I recommend people to watch it in general, but I definitely recommend your children watch it or if you know kids to watch them. It's a very good children's television show. And I'll run through them real fast. Katra is the main villain of the show. She makes the show. She is the show. It should be called Katra and the kitty that purrs <laughs> as opposed to Shira in the princess of power. Like it's if Katra wasn't in the show, I would never watch it. Katra is easily the best voiced character. And this is, I don't want to insult any other of the voice people in the show. They're all really good voice actors. Actually, the voice acting is really good in the show. But Katra, like she eats the character up. Um, she she gets that scene perfectly. Katra's great. Um, best character arc. Um, best everything. Character design. Character motives. I love Katra. The only thing they did weak with Katra is that, and I'll get to this in a moment. They're trying to do a lot of things that have happened in Avatar The Last Airbender. And Catra is basically a combination of Azula and Zuko. And where Zuko, Zuko has his redemption arc, they try to do that with Catra, but they speed it up really fast. I don't think it's all fully on the developers and the creators of the show. Um, the show was 
was not renewed by Netflix for another season. And that could be a big reason. Well, there's a reason why the show was not strong enough to hold on for itself as far as a narrative goes. Um, And that's what I'll get to. Um, Scorpia, great secondary character comedy wise. They do some stuff with her in season four that makes me like roll my eyes. I predicted it would happen, but it was stupid and I didn't like it. Um, Entrapta, also a great character. Loved her. They did something stupid with her in season five. I did not care for it. It was very easily like I did not like it. They did a, a 180 on her character type and they were just like, look, look, Entrapta has feelings too. And I was like, okay, get out of here with that crap. Double Trouble is a wonderful character for multiple reasons, but I'm just going to hit on as a as a straight cis person. I'm not going to just be sitting here going like, oh, Double Trouble is great because of representation. I'm going to say that one is main, maybe not for me to necessarily. Well, I will say it, but you guys know what I mean. It's not my place necessarily to be like that's championing something. Um, Double Trouble is a great character. They are presented, they are supposed to be a um, non-binary character in the show. They are a perfectly done character in that sense, but also a perfectly done character on their own, which is more important to me because if you just make a character that like archetype without giving them anything strong to hold on to, you're just making a pandering character. And at least from my limited perspective, um of a non-binary individual double trouble is great i fucking love double trouble whenever they came up on screen i was like oh my goodness i love double trouble they're awesome glimmer greatest princess in the show i love glimmer glimmer is great um from the body type that they chose to give glimmer i think is really great for representation in that degree but also glimmer as a character developing she is a narrative foil for katra um and that happens much later in like season four. Um, I love Glimmer. Um, and oh, I spoke with my friend about that the other day. Representation. This show does representation for the LGBT community like no other show before it has. And it does it greatly in spades to the degree that in season one, they shot people with a rainbow blast. Um, which I thought was ironic because that character is lesbian in the show. So... <laughs> I was like, so it shouldn't affect them, but, um, <laughs> but, but I was, I was going to say, um, it is a great show for representation. Um, I of course have, I, I will nitpick the fuck out of anything. So like, I will say, oh yeah, you guys let, um, most of the characters who present as female in the show kiss, but you didn't have any of the um, the guys who present as males in the ki- kiss in the show. And like that, I gave that, you know, I'm going to be a fuddy-duddy. It's me. Um, but outside of that, this show has non-binary characters. I believe some characters were um, intended to be trans characters who the show didn't say. But after reading into it, um, that was there. There are characters who may present or identify as female who would be dressing in typical male clothing, you know, things like that that aren't typical in your heterosexual normative um, straight cartoon shows. It is done greatly in this show. Um, I can never rip against that. It, it is great. Um, everything's hell. Everything's colorful, too. If you just, if you want the most obnoxious, easy way to figure that out. Um 
And finally, it's a good children's show. I've said that already. Children should watch it. It has great lessons for children. It's it's like oh, it's hitting you overhead over the head with the lessons. Like and it's like learn to be friends. And it's like okay, you need to settle down. Um, but um, yeah, negatives. Pacing is bad. Pacing is real bad. Pacing is bad in the show. It takes up until the end of season three for the the main narrative to happen in a five season show. Um, that's a problem. Um, not great, not good pacing, not at all. Um, situations in the show get resolved, like just because the narrative demands it, like there's no development. It just, this happened and now it didn't happen. And now it's resolved. Um, the main character, Adora, I fucking hate Adora. Um, I hate everything about Adora. I hate her head. I hate her jacket. Um, I only like Adora when, ironically, because most males didn't like this, I only like Adora when she's Shira, um, because then she does something, aside from spouting her self-righteousness on everybody. Um, and the reason I say this is that everything Adora does is right. Adora never has a point in the story where Adora has caused an issue. It has always been someone else that's caused an issue for Adora. They give her some. Uh, she's a very reactive character instead of a proactive character. Right, right. Um, mm. Where Katra is very proactive. She's a driving force. Um, um, Adora is not a bad character, though, mind you. I just felt it was really weak that the main character never had a flaw that was so strong that it made a person learn a lesson. That being mm. said, I actually think Adora's voice actress is really funny. Um, she does she makes adora's comedy moments work really well she's really she brings the character to life um i just hate everything about adora uh, <laughs> except for comedy bring, moments brings her to life like those bleach amvs brings her to life like i want to murder her <laughs> um, um but when when adora is in comedy mode she's very funny and whenever she's with a um catra it's very funny um all I could think of when you said that was the all the all the times I watched part of that last week, and was uh, hearing the "Hey Adora." Oh, "Hey Adora" is one of the best lines in cartoons ever. Even when Catra does it, I'm like, "That's kind of sexy, Catra," but also playful. Like she's like, "Hey Adora," and I'm like, "I get you, Catra. Catra's cool. I love Catra." Um, Swift win the horse. Fuck the horse. Horses shouldn't talk unless they're in My Little Pony. Um, they try to make that horse like important or even comically important, and he, they fail on both ends. I hate, I hate that horse. They even try. This is one part that pissed me off. They try to make the horse like talk about equal rights, and they're like, "Why can't I sit in the chair? Why do only you humans get to sit in the chair? Why are all the horses in stables and not free?" And I'm like. That horse is literally white. That's an actual white horse that you're trying to have talk about liberating people. Get that shit out of this cartoon and make it shut up. Um, I talked to um, my friend. He talked about it with me. And he says that like half the fan base is split. Like I'm not into the fan bases of any of this stuff. I typically just watch it and enjoy it. And then I break it down myself. But um he has said that half the fan base likes it and the other half fan base doesn't. And I think the fan base that does like it is easily entertained. I just, I honestly think that um, 
this horse can fucking die. Um, I hate this horse. Um, action set pieces sucked. Like the fight scenes were garbage all the way through. They weren't good. Not a single fight scene made me excited, except sometimes where again, where Catra was doing something because she's the only one that moves. Um, yeah, action set pieces sucked. Um, I some of the princesses sucked. Um, in particular, Frosta. Because Frosta started off as the typical ice princess that locks herself away and doesn't come out and talk to anybody. And then I a literal like ice queen kind of Yeah, the ice queen type archetype. And then someone said, you know, this show needs Toph from Avatar Less Airbender. And they were like, okay. And so they just wrote Toph in place of the ice princess. That's all they did. Um, and my final thing about it is that it takes a lot of trends from Avatar Less Airbender, Steven Universe, and My Little Pony and doesn't do any of them fully. It doesn't commit to any of them. When I, when I was talking to my friend about, because I, I know there's a lot of issues with Voltron, which I do like more narratively more than She-Ra. Um, and I, I acknowledge those issues because they have the same, where, where She-Ra knocks it out the ballpark for LGBT representation, Voltron stumbles and it's actually not on the full creators of it netflix at the time strong armed them a lot of it and that's why shira was able to kind of go forward and be as rainbow powerful as it is because of the crap that voltron had to deal with and i know that doesn't i don't want to dismiss anyone who was upset with voltron though because of that because you have your rights to be upset with it but narratively speaking Voltron is stronger because Voltron was ambitious. I don't think, and I told um, my friend this yesterday, I don't think Shira was ambitious enough. And I know people are like, what are you talking about? Like, this show is super gay. Like, isn't that ambitious? Narratively, no. I wanted more. I wanted spouses to die. I wanted, like, worlds to crumble. Like, I wanted stuff to happen that moved me to anger and joy in this story, and none of it did. Um, but that's why I put representation as a positive. I also don't think that's the core message for Shira. So I can't, it's a fault. I don't like it, but I don't think it's a full fault. I don't think that was their aim. Um, I think it was supposed to be a good representation show for children. And I think it does that well. Um, But narratively, yeah, it takes literal story arcs and story beats from these shows, particularly Avatar The Last Airbender, and kind of half-ass it it, like a lot. They even take, for those of you who look at Avatar The Last Airbender and Korra, there's a little joke that the Water Tribe is supposed to do that. Like they point at their eyes and then they point at you as if they're looking at you. That's supposed to be a joke. They literally make Glimmer do the exact movement. Like, literally down to the movement. Everything. It's just that. And I'm like, okay, we get it. You are acknowledging a better written story than yours. Don't keep doing that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. All in all, I I know that sounds a little bit murkial and gray for you um, if you're listening. But I do suggest you do give Shira a try. If you hate it, though, I get it. <laughs> like it's all, I take that back. If you hate, you it, hate because, it because it's too right, too, uh, too inclusive. Yeah, if you think the representation is making you upset, then you're a horrible bigot. But if you're watching it and you're like, I don't like the story, I I get you. I get you. It's not good. It's not well written. Um, 
But yeah, anyway, that's patch notes. That's what we've been up to. Let's jump into the tournament of swords. Let's go into Archie so items. Good. Oh, what again? I said, you said, let's jump into the tournament of swords and all. I can think of the sword tournament. The sword tournament, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have... (laughs) That's next, right? The gun tournament? Oh, my God, no. Um, Best guns in anime. Not best guns people. Best guns in anime? That's easily (laughs) just Outlaw Star wins with the best gun. The caster gun, the best gun in anime. I don't care what anyone says. Um, Tell me the JoJo gun is not good. The JoJo gun? The guy who's stand is no, a whole horse. gun. Oh, <laughs> nope. Nope, still doesn't beat him. Or also the dude from Golden Wind. He has a gun. Well, he technically has a bullet stand. What about, what stand. about the golden gun in GoldenEye? <laughs> does that, does, I guess that would count. We would have to use video game characters. Um, so, okay. Anyway. In our last sword <laughs> tournament, we we went up and down with a few things, and I'll run through the winners from the last one, and I won't get into exactly why and everything, because that'll be a lot. But we had um, about oh, plus 20-something characters, and we had them all fight out. Uh, I'll start from the beginning and then go all the way down, then we'll get into the round twos. Um, it's been a while. I do apologize, everyone. It's been a crazy last month. Um, but Round one, we had Guts versus Virgil. Um, Virgil won. Um, it was almost non-contestant. Um, Kuwabara versus Samurai Jack. Come on, Samurai Jack won. Um, Geralt of Rivia um, from the Witcher series versus Alucard um, from Castlevania. Um, Alucard won. Urza Scarlet versus um, Biakia. Urza Scarlet from Fairy Tale versus Biakia from Bleach. Um, Urza won. Um, Hyakumaru versus um, Hyakumaru from Dororo um, from and then versus Shiki Ryogiji from Kara no yes yes Garden Center let's go with that one um, um, Hyakumaru won which was a big surprise for me I didn't think about that Rukia versus Weiss we had Weiss win um, even though I love Rukia too um, King Bradley versus Raiden. King Bradley won. Um, Blade versus Lady Shiva. Lady Shiva won. Um, Saber versus Link. Uh, Saber being the main Pikachu of the Fate series, and Link being the green Pikachu of the Zelda series. <laughs> um, Link won. Um, Arine from Claymore versus Hiei from Yu Yu Hakusho. Hiei won. Jin from Samurai Champloo versus um, Himura Kinshin, Kinshin Himura, um, from Roroni Kinshin, um, Kinshin 1. Jean versus Xenoblade Chronicles 2 versus Sephiroth, Jean 1. Um, <laughs> Z- Roronoa Zoro, and I'm sure a lot of people are upset about that one. Roronoa Zoro versus Killer B, like, come on, Zoro 1. Um, 
Because that one we thought was going to be closer. We thought it would be closer than it, it turned out to be. We all thought it'd be closer. <laughs> um, Chrono from Chrono Trigger versus Mifune from Soul Eater. Mifune won. Um, I remember it being Heiru from... It's differently worded on the map that I'm looking at right now. Heiru from Rave Master versus Yasuo from League of Legends. Heiru won. And then finally, Velvet Crow fought... I can't remember who, but Velvet won. Um, wasn't it? She was it. It was somebody else that Arnold and I. It was Velvet versus. Wait, did we already say the Claymore Lady? Yeah, it's it's all right. Velvet won. That was near the end, and like oh, things got crazy in life, so we just forgot who the other person was. It doesn't matter. They're dead. So um. <laughs> Uh, yes, as we say, it sucks to suck. Moving on to the second round of the tournament. Um, let's get into it, shall we, people? Um, for those of you who don't know, our rating system goes as follows. We have we rank it by ability, strength, durability, determination, weapons, which is basically the makeup of their physical sword that they use, and finesse. Um and we all know the rules on here, so we'll we'll go through them like if we need to, but we have them basically in our head. It's all good. Don't worry if you're a little lost, we'll catch on. I'm sorry, you said that and all I could think of was you know the rules and so do I. <laughs> yes. All right. Rick rolled in this episode, did you? Let's let's um let's start with our first round. Oh. Oh, this is fast. Um Virgil versus Samurai Jack. What do you mean? Samurai Jack took on Satan himself. <laughs> I would really a Jack win. I would I would let you debate that if Aku was a little bit faster. <laughs> what do you mean? Do you see how fucking fast that man stretches? <laughs> he still takes time. on him like Laffy Taffy. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't think. I don't think jokes aside from Arnold. I don't think this is a long debi- like deliberation. Nah, man. If you saying Jack ain't winning, I'm a call bias. I need to hit up my- I'm gonna have to hit up my orange man and call fake news on you. Let's let's be real. Um, for those who don't know, then I'm fucking joking. Um, I don't think my main man's making it. Yeah, I don't think Samurai Jack has beaten Virgil from Devil May Cry series. Virgil's just a little too ridiculous. Like, Jack is very... I mean, how, I don't know, man. Does Virgil have the hops? Does he have the moon jump? Yeah, he has the hops. <laughs> he also apparently has a really goofy new edition of Devil May Cry. Like... Oh, what did you say, Dustin? You broke up. Oh, I said apparently he also has sort of a goofy edition of it's like in the new DLC mm. where like his little like projection of his like devil trigger uh-huh. starts like doing this dance and then like Virgil like dismisses it because he gets mad. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, at I, least I, talk I about it. Oh, do you just want to pull the color baru and go next? Like let's talk about it. We can. Let's it will entertain the folks. Um right. Virgil moves real fast. <laughs> Virgil has a lot of powers. He is a, how fast? How fast is Samurai Jack? He's a, he's like a 
but like super like like Captain America fast. Okay. Yeah, he's faster than your average human, but you can still probably see him move. Oh no, cause like he, he fights a lot of robots. Yes, but those robots also don't move that fast. Like like okay, Samurai Jack is like what Dustin said. He is Captain America quick. Like to any of us, we can't touch Jack. But Virgil Virgil at his weakest is as fast as Jack. Right. That's the thing. And he also has a lot more tricks at his Yes, place. he has the demon form. He has the fact that he can be stabbed multiple times in his mm-hmm. organs and keep going while Jack can probably be stabbed twice and then right. he's dead. Um and while while in Samurai Jack's sword is magically imbued to fight demons. Mm-hmm. Um this is and not robots. Yeah, and just about everything. In everything else. This is one of those fights where the fact that one Virgil is half demon, so all demonic suppression abilities don't work on him, but also the fact that Virgil, like, Hold on. He, huh? I just, I was actually looking up how fast he was. Uh, and there's like a short clip. I don't know what fucking episode it is. It's him fighting bounty hunters. Yeah. He beats up a fuck ton of bounty hunters and three like water drops. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have seen that. I have seen that. That, like, he beats them up. Well, here's a couple of things for that. Well, I, but, like, I, I don't know that episode. Well, I, I was going to say, that's also cinematic. Um, like, um, cinematic um, flair that's done here. for. All of Devil May Cry is cinematic, okay? <laughs> I, I completely, I completely agree. But if we even take that out of account, let's take out the whole flipping around on motorcycles and trucks and stuff like that. Virgil just fighting anyway is still stronger. So I, I can't, I can't, I can't debilitate too much longer without it coming out as bullshit. So yeah, deliberate, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm with Virgil. Yeah. I'm going to say Virgil. Um, this may take a little bit more time. Alucard versus Urza Scarlet. Okay, so... For well, a minute, I, I thought of the wrong Alucard. I forgot which one. <laughs> oh, yeah. De- um, Castlevania one. Sorry. Yeah, not not the Helsing overpowered. Anymore. Yeah, not that one. Not Dracula backwards. Which is still <laughs> Alucard. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Good, good job. But Alucard versus Urza Scarlet from Fairy Tale. The I don't think... Erza has a holy weapon to begin with, right? They're only magical? Yeah, but magic still affects Alucard. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I was saying, but like holy stuff is what's the... Holy like, stuff doesn't necessarily fully hurt him because he's half vampire. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying, though, like that's the the damage. She also has a lot of, a lot of, lot of hard-hitting stuff. She also has a lot of fire imbuing things, which does hurt vampires regardless have you um, seen how fast he moved though? She moves pretty fucking fast too. Not Dracula. Not I don't know. Dracula, she, speed. she may not move his speed, but she has reactions fast enough to keep she up. Also with has, her. Oh, you're, like, probably, you're probably right. She, has, probably she right. has some defense options. Yes. So she can move fast well, she, well, she can't use all those defense options because it's a sword tournament. Well, no, she can use anything that allows her to use a sword. So she can use any of her armor that gives her a sword. And she does have defensive armor. Yeah, but I think her, like, some of them, she doesn't actually have a sword. Like no, I'm no, I'm I'm discounting all her 
like non-sword weapons. If okay. you just count for her sword weapons, she still has tanky sword armor. Okay. Um, I'd also say yeah, it's been a while since I've seen Fairy Tail, so I'm not. I can't remember everything. I'd also say that Alucard, at least the one that we're using, is a little bit more naive of a fighter than Urza. Hmm. Um. Well, to me, uh, we didn't do it for Jack and Virgil for obvious reasons, but should we bring up the rankings for these two? Like for each of the categories. Oh, do I even still have their rankings? I'll find them. Give me a second. Okay. Wow. I think we have them in the chat here. So we like. I don't think. I don't. Just think... so we can give the audience like clarity of what each one has. This has been a while since we've done this. Okay, that's true. Okay, okay. So Dustin's looking for them. Yeah. If we have them, I will bring them up. But let's keep while Dustin's doing that, Arnold. And let's like keep mm-hmm. kind of looking into it. I would say. For Alucard, if we let's go on Arsenal alone, I think okay. Arsenal alone. I think Arsenal alone, Urza beats him there. Because, okay, okay. I found Urza's, but let me. I'll copy Urza's. Y'all keep. Okay, we'll look at Urza's. I'm gonna like pin all of these things. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, but, I'm pretty sure, like the, the even though the like you know. Um, Urza has, like, I know you're saying, like, Urza has a whole bunch of armors and stuff. I'm pretty sure, like, Alucard just has good stuff at the get-go. So I don't think her transforming is actually... Only her weapon chanting is going to give her, like, the edge. Well, so, yes and no, because think about it this way. Urza is also, like, physically strong. Like, Urza is actually really strong without her um without it and actually when we're looking at the chart urza outplays alucard in most areas yeah strength we've got we rated her higher in strength we rated her higher in determination we rated her higher well everything else matches yeah except weapons her, weapon, her, weapon, her weapons get rated at eight. I think we did that because she couldn't use the full thrust of all of her weapons. Because mm-hmm. some of her stronger weapons are naturally swords, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it we, was like it was like that spear and but, tiger. Mm-hmm. But we knocked that down. But everywhere else, they have the same poise and finesse abilities. They're both good strength. She does outclass Alucard because while Alucard is a vampire, look, man, Alucard's the dex build. Okay. That's that's fine, but <laughs> Urza also can use dexterity in her fighting, um, and we've talked about why her durability is so high. Um, she's like near Zoro in that capacity of durability, yeah. um, and she does have more determination than him, which is a big factor when you start equating like them being equal. Um, yeah, using this grading, I'm going with Urza. Slightly, I don't think this fight would be clean. I don't think she'd mm-hmm. come out of unscathed. But I'm going to go with Urza personally, because Urza is a, a smart fighter, and so is Alucard. Um, I think it'd be a hard fought fight, but I'm personally going with Urza. Yeah, I would say Urza too. Yeah, that's why. Do hmm. you disagree, Arnold? Do you have a? A reason that you may want to try to persuade one of us out of. Honestly, it's only because, like, when I think of when I think of Castlevania, yeah, and like the Belmonts, like the only reason why humanity is not fucked up is because of these people who specialize 
and fighting these. Uh, well, not he can't specialize in fighting Alucard because he's kind of he's half. So question then he's stacked. He's stacked but, those templates. Yeah, uh-huh. just but I think I'm just. Uh, I can't really think of an argument because there really isn't. I can't really make one, but I just, I feel like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess Urza would get it then. Okay, I I'm going with Urza because I just feel that um, she she beats him out ever so slightly, and she also has. Where where Alucard has experience fighting demons and stuff, Urza has experience fighting um, demons, dragons, people that are stronger than her, people who are equal equal to her, multiple fighters. Like she's constantly bombarded by a lot of people. So I'm gonna go with Urza. Urza wins by popular vote. All right. Um, Hyakumaru versus Weiss Schnee. Um, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need some, some, uh, y'all can remind me who that one is. Okay, Hyakumaru is the, um, the prosthetic fighting, um, child in Dororo. Um, he is composed of weapons, so his legs and arms are swords. Um, he has slight demonic abilities and powers and speed. Um, he has no like actual projecting powers or anything like that. He's just really fast and really strong. But mm-hmm. think of him as oh, being... that's the, that's the guy who's had all his limbs dropped, right? Mm-hmm. And his sight okay. and everything like that. Waishni is um, one of the main characters from Ruby, the series Ruby. Um, she has um, magic powers, dust powers, and the ability to manipulate dust. And she's also a very capable fencing fighter. Um. Uh, I want to say Weiss. Uh, can we get the... Oh, you um, wanted the notes? I We can pull up the notes. I don't know if the notes are that relevant for this one. But we, like, I guess... We, okay. I just don't remember what we gave the guy at all. Well, yeah, no, no, I know. I just don't want to use the notes as the, like, the numbers as a pure on this is why they win. You know what I win? I like to get yeah. into the character's, like, mindset into a fight. Um, I will say that Hyakumaru is more of a, um, a feral type fighter and doesn't think things very, like, through a lot. And Weiss is a very calculating fighter. So they have that juxtaposition there and that, that, those differences. But I think Weiss's intelligence in a fight outdoes Hyakumaru's primal fighting capabilities um because yeah okay looking at this ability weiss is higher strength they're the same durability oh go ahead uh, i was also gonna say hyakumaru hyakumaru is very determined um but he's also not particularly where weiss like every other ruby has aura that gives her some ability to so yes yes like, that's a big thing where Weiss literally has something that prevents her from taking any damage at all. At, at the least beginning. for temporarily. Yeah, yeah, temporarily. And then Weiss also has long range abilities, which Hyakumaru mm-hmm. does not. Um, and Weiss has fought many people that move as fast as Hyakumaru. Like, just a lot of characters. Um, she's also like, yeah, we are looking at the numbers. She does have him in like abilities in finesse. 
Um, I, I'm, I'm going Weiss. Like this one for me feels pretty easy. Like the fact, and the reason it's pretty easy is be not because Hakimaru isn't strong enough to fight her. It's because Weiss has that extra oomph of range that he, um, he doesn't, and she can magnify her speeds and slow his speeds down. So she, they're, they're almost equal basic. And then when you apply them using their abilities, she trumps him in that. Okay. I see. I see. I think I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you on that then. Okay. I'm sure Dustin probably agrees with the Weiss. Yeah. I'll go with Weiss. Weiss. All right. This one's easy. No debate here. King Bradley versus Lady Shiva from DC. Uh, King yeah, Bradley. Sorry, sorry Lady Shiva. <laughs> yep. Exceptionally strong. Or skilled, skilled, not strong, skilled. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember you here. making a very hard case of her like winning a lot. Oh yeah, she does in DC. <laughs> King Bradley doesn't exist in the DC universe. <laughs> um. Oh, okay. This may be a more debatable one. Um. We may want to bring up the their stats. Link versus Hie. Hmm. If we have their stats, we may not because it came later on. Um, Link versus Hie, like they're both smart fighters. Neither one's dumb. Uh, (laughs) Arnold's like, I'm not sure about that. No, no, yeah. Have you seen Hie's monologue? Have you seen Have Link's you... monologue? That one don't exist. <laughs> oh my god! You mean the the lack of words means he's unintelligent. Pa though is uh, more inclined to like have his person like explodes into gore. Mm-hmm. Now we can <laughs> say that Link is armed with anti-demon weaponry. Yeah, pretty much. His sword literally kills evil. Um. Hmm. This is similar to the Saber fight because Saber has Link on speed and Hiei had Link on speed here, but that's the only thing Hiei really has. And like Link has the reactions to catch up. Right. Link has the reactions and he has the armor and he has the weapons. Hiei has some cool weapons and powers, no, to be sure, but Link's weapons literally are designed to go up against demonic powers. Mm-hmm. From his shield to his sword. Like, he could just have his shield and sword. Wait, what shield would we give him? Just the normal one or the... Um, If we just give him, like, the Hylian shield, the Hylian yeah. shield is strong enough to go up against demonic powers. Because if we gave him the mirror shield, then... TA's magic is cool. we can we can even give him we can say he has both let's just say in both scenarios like if he has the mirror shield he's screwed yeah yeah if he has the mirror shield it's like dragon of the dark yeah he's, <laughs> it's mine now he's like it's my dragon of the darkness although Here you i go. will say this then he would absorb it his power power that's true he can't absorb it he can't absorb- sure, like link would a link is pretty smart he is. Would, it, it is sort of an unexpected thing yes for- your guys attack back and he absorbs yeah it. he would absorb it that being said so that's what that's literally what happened against yes. was it Louis, yeah Louis, i think is the mm-hmm. one that he now if we look at stats they're pretty much equal like pretty much 
all the way equal. Um, from the uh, weapon, I guess, and the determination. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you total it up, they're basically equal. Because, um, yeah. um, but in this particular situation, Link's weapons, even if he absorbs the dragon, he's still using demonic power in the dragon. He's stronger, yeah. But, you know, how many times has Ganon absorbed some dark energy to get stronger? Um, He's like, oh, so this is part two of the boss fight. Yeah, so Link's just like, well, I've been here before. It's just Dark Link. What do you mean? Pretty much. Um, Time to whip out. No, you can't whip out the hammer. Just swordman fight. (laughs) I would say I want to give it to Link. Yeah, I think I'm going to give it to Link. Yeah, I think Link would edge out. I think it would be close. Yes. It would be. And he ain't power wouldn't even be good because I I do remember we gave Link his uh, golden gauntlets, so he like I don't think he would be able to blast them away with his shield away from his hand either way. I will say though, in Hei's defense, uh huh, and Link fights a lot of things that are not necessarily like oh he fights a lot of big things. Yes. He he fights a few fast things, but not as many as Hie does. He tends to fight a lot of things his size. Um, while Link tends to But I guess I'm looking at the fact that Link tends to fight a lot of things that are outside his weight class, not only in size, but like power. Yeah, that's true. Like that's the big thing there. Um this I is, think mm-hmm. I don't think it's like the reaction speed he needs to dodge even the things, I think is still gonna be enough to Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if he has to turtle a little bit. Man. Uh-huh. Yeah, he'll turtle a little bit, then he'll come out and just destroy. <laughs> just hit that, that Z-lock. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, I think, is super quick, too. Kenshin Himura versus Jin from Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Yeah, that one's not. If it was Jin, like, Jin, the other Jin had a good matchup, but this yeah. one is, this yeah, one no. is like, this is too many powers. This is done. This is, this is, this yeah. guy can slow down time. Um, yeah, Jin wins. Um, Zoro versus Mifune. I don't think that's too hard. Um, Mifune is a strong. Well, let's let maybe we should talk about it a little bit. Mifune is, Mifune is from Soul Eater, right? Yeah, from Soul Eater. Mm-hmm. The thing is, it's the man with a million swords versus the man, the man with, with three swords. swords. Zoro, Zoro just Zoro, Zoro is just going yes. to fighting everybody who has more than one sword. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, I'm going to give it to Zoro because Zoro is physically stronger. Like and by a mile and a half. Durable, yeah. He'd do all the crazy sword stuff and Zoro would have a bunch of swords stuck in him because he couldn't block them all. Yeah. I have, I, now I have the thousand sword attack moves. <laughs> <laughs> Zoro uses this new technique where he like launches the swords out of his body. He like, calls himself the pincushion. <laughs> no, he just runs at them with the swords in him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with Zoro. I don't think anyone else disagrees with this. Zoro is just ridiculous. (laughs) Zoro's about to have competition, but up until this point, like, Zoro just outsed everybody. Um, Final one. Heiru from um, Ravemaster versus Velvet Crow from um, Tales of Bazira. I actually think... Heiru has a lot of... Kits in his, a lot of power in his kit. A yeah. lot of power in his kit. There we go. I'm going to go with Heiru myself, too, because Heiru, like, can, Velvet... Can I get some reminders on what's... Uh, so, okay. On Heiru. Heiru has the Ten Commandments, and his sword can turn him basically into wind for speed, 
It can make an explosion when he contacts it with the sword. Um, he can also absorb magical energies, both demonic and um, holy magic. He has a holy sword that fights demonic powers. Um, he has, I think he has a gravity part of his sword. Um, but yeah, those are just some things for Heiru's ability. And then Heiru himself is also physically powerful mm, because okay. he's a holder of the sword. Um, he's also a fairy tale character, or not a fairy tale character, but a creator from the game. Yeah, a character from the creator of fairy tale. Thus, he's in the same weight class, quote unquote, as Urza. So he's pretty strong. Um, also, okay. a little side note: I was about to make a boot. He has the Ten Commandments, and I was about to say featuring Charlton Charlton Heston. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna go with um, Heiru winning. Um, mainly because Velvet is a skilled fighter. She has a really strong demonic arm ability, but it is a demonic arm. Um, and his sword can counter that. Um, and if we just apply their abilities next to each other, Heiru, I think, edges out a win. I think Velvet would give him a hard fight, but I think Heiru wins of that one. A little side note, by the way, is um, I know you're not a fan, and I'm not a fan either. Well, I haven't watched if I watched it, I might, I might change my mind. I'm, I'm kind of surprised we, we didn't include What's-His-Face from Seven Digits. Melodious? Oh, he's, his, his he's basically like, I counter your stuff. Yeah, he's written in a way that's not fun for a discussion. That's what I figured. Mm. He's like someone at the playground that's like, whatever your character does, my character can block it and then do more damage. Yeah. Like, I hate him. Anyway. Um, okay. Fucking King Shield from Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, it's stupid. Okay, so now we are at round three. We won't go into the rest of it today, but we are down to um, our last eight warriors. Um, swordsman. Huh? Swordsman. Swordsman. Warriors. Swordsman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we got to be specific. Okay. That's true. That's true. I think this is from like 32 characters almost. I'm not sure. I could be wrong. But yeah, so we're down to our eight. Um, we have, for um, previews for the next match, um, we have Urza Scarlet versus Virgil, which I mm. think may be Virgil's first time having a challenge, um, in my personal opinion. Weiss mm. Snee versus King Bradley. Mm. That, I think that's easy dub. It could be an easy one. It could not. I definitely have one that I think is going to edge out. Um, but yeah, Link versus Jin, which will be an easy one, will be the first time I think where Link has been in a fight where I, I can kind of see who wins quickly. Um, and then Zoro versus Heru, um, which actually may be a little bit more difficult than. Zoro just ousting him quickly. It'll be an actual matchup we talk about. Let's do that one first. Okay, we'll do that one the first, next time then. Um, yeah, that'll be the first matchup. I think, yeah, I think the Zoro versus um, Heiru one is going to be a more difficult one because Heiru is a pretty tanky, strong character too. I'm gonna is, Rave, is Rave Master good? I like it. People, When people ask me, is a manga good that's written by... Um, um, Heiru, I think it's Heiru Mishima. I could get yeah. that wrong. I'm sorry if I butchered that. Um, Heiru Mishima. If when people ask me that, because someone asked me yesterday, what do I think of Fairy Tale? And I was like, uh, well, I like it, but um, because I've seen, I, cause I've I've seen her, uh, Fairy Tale. It's it's pretty good. I like everything he makes. 
I have read all of his manga. Mm. None of them is what I would call the granddaddy of manga storytelling, but I like it. I like Heiru a little bit more than I like Fairy Tale. I'm not Heiru, Rave Master. I like Rave Master a little bit more than I like Fairy Tale. And I like Eden Zero a little bit more than I like um, Fairy Tale 2. Fairy Tale is actually really good, though. People listening to this don't think I think Fairy Tale sucks. I kind of like the the single power scheme that is in um rave master where everyone doesn't everyone's not a magician um and stuff like that i also like the um kind of bigger epic story rave master i'm actually thinking of rereading rave master because i just like it it's just really stupid i think arnold i think you like rave master i think you should give it a shot rave master okay. crazy ska dub theme song <laughs> Yes. You don't have to listen to the theme song. No, you have to listen to it. <laughs> only, once, only once, though. You don't have to listen to it more than once. But once you have to listen. I mean, I may, I'll listen to it once just for you. I may play it in the background um, as I end this episode. <laughs> I end this episode of it. But all right. That was our episode, everyone. That was the fastest we've ever done a sword tournament. Um, it'll yeah, get just- fa- to remind everyone of what we were doing sorry if it went too a bit too fast um yeah it was it was fast because we've already talked about them at length i do suggest um that if you are getting to this episode and you want you're listening to us like normally scheduled you maybe go back listen to the end of all the sword tournament episodes to just catch up on so you can kind of like get it all in one go one sitting uh, so you don't lose track but if not that's fine um yeah it's like Binge, binge listening to the podcast. Don't worry, everyone. When this next tournament happens, we'll go into slower detail because these are going to be the ones that qualify for the quarterfinals. Or not the quarterfinals, the semifinals. This would be the quarterfinals coming up. So we're going to be getting them ready for the semifinals. So it'll be much more stringent and looking at it like... We'll have to apply everything about each character to see who's going to edge out anyone. Except, spoilers, I don't think we'll have to think much about Link versus Jin. Uh, as much as I don't want to do that. <laughs> I mean, um, you can put him against Bradley. Huh. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. You think Jin versus Bradley? I mean, it's up to you. What do you think, Dustin? I don't know. We'll have to debate it off the podcast because okay. this episode is getting long. Okay, that's uh, true. Man. That's true. Okay, thanks for listening. As always, I'm your host, James, and as always, I am joined by Dustin and Arnold. And thank you for listening. I'm going to cut the podcast off right now before it hits two twenty. Thank you for playing.